Hey, what's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast, episode nine. Here we are with uh, Ivan and Craig from Deeds of Flesh. We got the part two episode going. Uh, Casey, Joseph, Joel, my resident homies, and I am Anthony. We are here to bring you some sick shit. We got some cool stuff in the near future. We got a Deeds of Flesh album coming out tomorrow. And, and this, this actually will be today when you guys hear this or see this. So, um, yeah, dude. So, Craig and Ivan, we both have histories. You guys have histories with pretty much all of us, you know. And uh, it's, it's super cool to have you guys on. I, I was waiting. I, I thought this would be a great episode to have both of you guys on because you guys were in Archaic when we went on tour. And Ivan's got, a, you know, all the projects that we did together. So, it's just like this, this seems like the perfect uh situation with you two on mm-hmm. so how's it going guys thanks for having good, us man. going good fuck yeah so excuse me um how we usually do it i don't know who we want to start with first you know like but we just go back to the beginning so um maybe i want to start with craig first let's start with craig like so when did you decide you wanted to do this shit or not just this shit but just music in general uh probably i would say like early in high school uh i was kind of thinking about this the other day and uh um a friend of mine who actually had an acoustic guitar like i grew up listening to metallica metallica was like my favorite band like uh my stepdad had a suitcase full of old like metal band cassettes and stuff because he used to manage them hair band back in the day and uh i found injustice for all and i remember just putting that in and i was just like I don't know why that just was like my favorite band. And uh, I was like trying to like copy the tape and make my own. And so I didn't get yelled at for using his. And uh, so I kind of always liked music and metal growing up. And I had a friend in high school who had an acoustic guitar and we were like, Hey, we should start a band. And I was just like, all right, cool. Well, I actually wanted to play drums, but couldn't get a drum set and just where I lived drum set wouldn't work. So I was like, Oh, well I'll play guitar. And a friend of mine who I went to high school with, he had a guitar he was selling it for 80 bucks and at the time it was it's funny it's kind of like a crossroads thing like um i was listening to the podcast with uh danny kenny and i heard that he was a big wrestling fan because i originally like my first thing before music was i actually wanted to be like a like a wrestler mm-hmm. like i was all into like deathmatch wrestling and like cactus jack and iwa and all that stuff so i was either gonna buy some like some old like deathmatch videos or i was gonna buy my friend's guitar and i remember talking to my mom and she was just like i don't know i think you should get a guitar and and i was just like all right so i went and i got that so that kind of was like as a better investment she's like yeah you don't want my son getting slammed on barbed wire and stuff so let's just not (laughs) do that and then uh yeah that our band thing never started but i just kind of started learning just whatever i could i had a friend who uh he was a guitar player but he played a lot of pop punk pop punk stuff Mm mm-hmm goldfinger and all that kind of stuff and i was just like i don't care i just want to learn guitar i'll learn anything so like he showed me like a little tapping part of uh the one solo and like random little riffs and bar chords and stuff and then just from there i just was like a sponge like anything i could find i would try to learn and uh eventually got into uh more death metal stuff a friend of mine i always wanted to hear cannibal corpse a friend of mine had bloodthirst and that was it like that's what kind of like changed everything into that direction and then uh just started finding every band i could that's how i heard of deeds of flesh i saw cannibal on tour and deeds opened up and i was just like what the you know sick yeah went home downloaded as much stuff as i could was just trying to learn 
more Cephalic about Cephalic was on that tour too, right? Yep. yep. No, yep. it was um no Cephalic, I don't think the only mean maybe, but I know um Macabre was. Hmm. I think, they were the only I think that Cephalic was too. I mean at Slims they were at least. I, I mean, don't it's know possible yeah. it's possible they opened. I mean, maybe Macabre played like before or after deeds i can't remember but uh yeah that's how i heard of them and how how, in, how inti intimidating is that first deeds of flesh experience i remember seeing them and just seeing jacoby with his raiders jersey on and seeing uh just uh, eric out there and i was like scared i was like these guys are gonna kick my ass after the show <laughs> like, i i i can't i mean my first thought was just like it's only three guys and it sounds yeah. huge like totally because it's funny because I think I've always had that inner wanting to be a drummer. So every time I would see Deeds, like I was like, oh, you know, it sounds good. But I'd be watching Mike, like just mm -hmm. looking at his feet, like, God damn, how does he do that? Because he's just, you know, straight face, just like machine, you know, and then Eric's just up there all like scary looking and Jacoby scaring off hardcore <laughs> monsters and all that stuff. But uh, I hear you on the tough thing, man. The, the only other band that ever kind of like intimidated you like that was probably Deicide with the. Uh... Yeah, Hoffman Brothers, fucking all rated out and shit, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. DSI was definitely intimidating, dude. Yeah, I think I think the only time I saw them was when I think they were on tour of Vital Remains. I've never seen them, dude. I saw Vital Remains actually with uh, Dave Suzuki and I think it was oh, Dave shit. Tim Young so and, and Glenn Benton singing. It was yeah, like, dude. yeah, they they did they, they they came through to the pound on that that. Yeah. Yep. Was it Tim, Tim Young on drums, Dave Suzuki, yeah. Glenn Benton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. My first real quick, my real quick, my first show uh, at the Pound was uh, Morbid Angel Deicide. First, and it was my first like death metal show too. So mm -hmm. it was just fucking boom. I was yeah. Uh, very a little sixteen year old kid looking at this dude with a inverted cross carved yeah. in his forehead, fucking screaming at me, and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> This you're is like hey cool. like, what's up dad <laughs> what's up dad <laughs> yeah, yeah. please stop yelling at me dad no <laughs> i'll clean my but, room um, yeah so anyways i remember seeing deicide with the hoffman brothers it was pretty intense yeah dude eric so, man whoa. he used to wear that uh that that leather vest dude he's all like mm. huge muscles and shit just like holding his guitar like this <laughs> yeah. slinging roids after the show <laughs> i remember we saw that vital remain show me and dan went to the galaxy show like way back and it was like you know glenn benton and tim young on the drums and all that dave suzuki you know just amazing you know yeah and, dave uh, suzuki is like he's such so an underrated great. musician yeah. period like more people should talk about that guy because yep. yeah he's like badass drummer badass guitarist like he coolest guy too. yeah he's just like man like that guy he just randomly dropped off the tour circuit though he was like he was like the for me at the time when he stopped touring was like he was the coveted death metal guy that could just do everything he was like the number one craziest blaster and then you know did the sweeps into christian eyes and everything when we were when we were kids we were just like holy shit this guy could do it all you know yeah i still remember when i heard that record I, that part that you're talking about onto christian eyes yeah. where the sweeps come in i was just like like you don't really get the chills a lot when it comes to like death metal type stuff but vital is so melodic mm -hmm. that when when i heard that part i was just like yes like like because i always loved melodic and like guitar shreddy like all the shredder guys from like the shrapnel days like all the tony mcalpines yeah. i love that stuff jason becker so, yeah yeah exactly all those guys and like hearing that in death metal is like you know as some people can probably hear like from my style like i'm always totally. like very into melodic players so uh yeah i was I, that was kind of like a turning point too where it's like like whoa like people are actually doing that kind of stuff too it's not just you know it's like super brutal all the time kind of thing. so craig how many 
fan was there any like projects before archaic that were pretty serious for you or was that like one of the more serious serious ones that you started doing I mean, I feel like the the first band that I was actually in, I don't think I've ever really talked about this much, but it was a band called Lower Existence. We were kind of like Pantera meets Cannibal Corpse. Those were like the, hmm. our two influences at the time. And uh, I mean, we were pretty serious. Like we tried playing a lot of shows, you know, doing the whole like selling tickets, playing it, trying to play at the whiskey and that kind of bullshit, even though the whiskey is a horrible venue for any band, especially when you're trying to like start, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, we did a demo and, we were we were trying, you know. We did like uh, that battle for Ozfest. We actually got like in the first like hundred bands or something. We we actually got to the point where we could play in front of the people. But um, our singer, like I think they wanted the personalities, like people who were gonna be like, "Yeah, I fucking hate my mom. I'll kill her in her sleep." <laughs> <laughs> but like like they just want like crazy people, and our singer was just like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, all right, you know. <laughs> thank you, Jeff, if you're watching. What's up? <laughs> you know, he's just a chill guy. He's not like that kind yeah, of yeah. like." you know, OD in the back of the show kind of person, you know, and I think that's what they wanted. So, you know, luckily that never happened, but um, yeah, that was, you know, kind of like the first serious project. And then once that band broke up, that's when I started kind of getting a little bit more into like the home studio type thing. Uh, a friend of mine was like, you know, Hey, you can, you know, well, actually I, I bought an electric drums, drum kit. I uh, started trying to be a drummer. And I was like, well, if I can learn drums and I could make my own stuff and I could record guitar to it. And then my friend was like, well, you can program drums. And I was like, oh, all right. So then got this like acoustic beatcraft software, started recording my guitar with uh, like some Line 6 pod and just trying to demo my own stuff, started trying to do vocals just to, you know, it was like basically like, I'm just going to do it myself. Like, why am I going to like wait around for a band? And where I was at, there's no one else doing what I wanted to do. And then uh, eventually met up with the archaic guys it's funny i actually totally forgot that i ran into them at a guitar center they were talking about that on the podcast i was just i used to go in there after work and play on the amps and like jam on the keyboards because I, I wanted to do kind of like symphonic black metal death metal type stuff back then too so i used to always just go in there after work on the way home and yeah they were like you know i just saw these couple of bro dudes rolling up hey what's up man you know we got a death metal band you want to join and i was just like oh okay like I, I didn't know who they were i was just like all right and then later on I think i found them on myspace or something somehow we ended up jamming and yeah that was probably the start of the first real band where things actually started kind of moving along mm -hmm. and then uh, i actually i actually left that band i left archaic because the drummer they had at the time i think they were talking about it, he was kind of not really cutting it and i joined this other band called dystrophic i was in there for a little bit it's kind of like origin super fast kind of origin-y type stuff hate eternal like super dissonant and just really fast and then eventually ended up going back to archaic and then left dystrophic and then archaic got signed so yeah it's kind of a weird little back and forth thing i think i wasn't really sure exactly what i wanted to do you know it was like kind of one of those like like what do i want to invest my time in and yeah i just wanted to hop in and say i looked up dave suzuki and he played on this new profanity cd that we were talking about mm -hmm. recently. He's one of the guest uh, shout out to uh, Thomas. Yeah. Profanity That's cool. So he's still doing it. He's still doing the, the yeah, death I, think, metal. I think he has another band called church burner. Like sounds about right. Kind of like <laughs> black metal infused, like black and death type stuff. Yeah. Like he's still oh, yeah. playing. So what, uh, so how long, so you, did, you left archaic and then you went back. 
Yeah, I, I left because I, I wasn't exactly sure. Because when I first joined the band, like, like if you've heard like the existential chaos stuff, like I felt like they kind of had they were heading in the right direction. But well, who I was into at the time was like Deeds, Hate Eternal, Suffocation type stuff. And they liked those kind of bands too. But Jared used to do a lot more high vocals at the time. And I was just like, not really too much into that. And I didn't want to feel like I was trying to like push their band in a different direction. But I was just like, I feel like we have the potential to like really kind of like take it and like kind of, I don't know, just, just eventually like the direction that we got to was kind of where I wanted it to go. But at the time it was like, you know, not too sure. Like our, you know, are our styles really uh, compatible, that sort of thing, just kind of unsure. And, but I'm really glad that I stuck it out, you know, cause I learned so much being in a band with those guys like chance, uh, you know, he should get a lot of credit because like, you know, I was like more into like guitar shredding and like still death metal stuff, but like I wasn't really a songwriter and he was more of like the complete opposite. He was not a practice scales kind of guy. He was just like, I just want to, you know, write what's in my head, but he didn't really know what he was doing. So like I try to instill in him sort of like the theory and the aspects of like what he's doing so he can understand it. And then from you know, me being around him, I sort of learned his process of like how he goes about song structure and like certain chords and little things that he did that I didn't do that I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. So we kind of all sort of grew together as players and, you know, like their styles rubbed off on me and vice versa. And, you know, over time, we just all kind of like grew together as a band. So that's what kind of made the point when we actually got signed pretty special because, you know, we busted our ass, you know, like doing demo after demo and, you know, until things got right and, Unique Leader was always kind of the target. That was always like our focus. Like all the bands, you know, you guys, all the, you know, Decrypt Birth and Odious, like all that stuff were all stuff that we were jamming. Basically like what I call like the golden era of Unique Leader, you know, like when Spawn and Psychroptic and you guys severed, like that was like, to me, that's Unique Leader, you know? And, uh, you know, yeah, that's who we wanted to be associated with, like the best of the best in that genre. So we just kept hammering it out until eventually we got that email i remember i was with eric our bass player at the time and he's just like dude i got an email from from eric you want to check it out i'm like yeah and then it's like uh yeah demo sounds killer let's uh you know we'll send you guys a contract and we're just like what like we all freaked out it was like you know finally and i remember i was always like maybe we can get to tour with cannibal corpse like that was like my first thing because i've always seen every unique leader band open for cannibal and i was just like you know well it fucking happened for you guys yeah, that was that's know, another thing that that yeah came to fruition. Yeah, it's just it's just basically like you know the way I've always seen things is like if you have any goal or you know don't ever think it's impossible because you know yeah that's a double whammy goal right there. You're like we want to get signed to Unique Leader and tour with Cannibal Corpse and you you banged yeah. up both you know so that's cool. So how long after that album was out before Ivan's in the fold? Uh, I think it was the 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 tour we did with Brain Drill because I remember uh, I think at that point our bass player was kind of he was kind of on his way out. I don't remember did did Eric do that tour the the Brain Drill tour or was yeah, that he did he he uh, he did the first few shows and like he was having... he like left a few days like some family stuff I think he had to leave what and the then come back his leg. and so he had to, he had to fly home. It, uh and go to the hospital basically yeah he was he was kind of you know having it was kind of rough for him um you know the the touring life is pretty difficult sometimes especially if you have you know no idea you know i mean we did that tour in a in a minivan like that like no heat no no air conditioning 
breaking down going like in that windy road from like what was it like i think we were in like boise going up to like seattle just like these hills of trees in middle of nowhere just hope we make it you know yep and uh you know so it it was tough and i just remember when we were watching braindale like watching i haven't played i was just like damn this motherfucker can play and he just gets down on stage i was like you know i think we were all kind of like man if we had him in the band imagine the kind of stuff we can do you know i mean eric was a great player but i feel like you know getting to know ivan and like knowing figuring out that he's a guitar player too and he just can like recall like i don't know how you do it but you have this ability to just recall stuff that you know like oh yeah i know this song too like you could just like basically pull riffs out of your hat at any time and and just like getting to know him and just like seeing how he was like always down to just whenever someone needed help or just to make sure we did what we needed to do so it's just like awesome player super cool guy like you know somehow i think we were just like talking like hey would you want to play in the band it's like yeah fuck it i'm down (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a ivan response yeah Yeah. fuck it i'm down (laughs) like five weeks in a row and do all kinds of crazy shit and on this to be honest really bad tour uh so you get to know each other and just go go through you know a bunch of uh bunch of tough situations basically yeah Uh, that's kind of how people burn connections into each other because they've you know endured the same uh hardships at the same time you know we've we've slept at the same walmarts in the middle of Yeah. yeah middle of america watching yeah. people have tailgate parties at walmart was that bloodletting <laughs> yeah it was the uh, the bloodletting tour with uh, flesh consumed halo. yeah flesh consumed halo gunfire and brain drill yeah and that's how we met okay. like all the flesh consumed guys those all all super like, it was so much fun even though we weren't really making a lot of money and some of the shows yep. were maybe not the best but it was just like fun it was just like going on like a like a road vacation with your friends and just kind of you know hey we're on tour like this is what you wanted you know so it's like super cool um was that yeah. the first full tour for a cake like yeah that was the first of, okay. time any of us have ever toured so it was just kind of like those are always the best that's like the yeah you're just like super excited yeah. oh here's oklahoma with my yeah, i'll sleep i'll sleep on that <laughs> hill right there i don't give a shit we're on tour it's yeah. like oh man yeah we slept in parks and we were like, like a, straight yeah. homeless on the road Paying yeah. paying five dollars to get into a swimming pool just to use their shower and fuck around <laughs> yeah. on the diving board for an hour or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's the shit we'll never forget though. You know, that first oh, yeah. tour, those little things like that that were, you know, they didn't cost any money really, but and we were broke as fuck and we were like, you know, like same thing with, with the van, there's van issues or something you don't know. You're going over a hill, van goes to like ten miles an hour, you're like, Well, this could be it, but you know, but somehow you make it and all yeah. those kind of like beginner stories you know <laughs> like, that's how I mean, that's that's how you do it that's how you cut your teeth man like you just, exactly like it's not always going to be it's just like anything like you're going to start off things are not going to be that great things are probably going to suck things are probably going to go not how you want but that's how you learn so did you guys start off that tour like in la or something like a big market first uh i th- where did we start was it in northern california or no we ended in northern california in north oh, yeah, i remember you guys ended in santa cruz i remember that i was at that show oh yeah yeah but i remember like with the with the bloodletting we did we did we started i think we started in fucking like corona and then we went like or something we went to the knitting factory and it was just like sold out sold out and we're just like we're gonna fucking sell out the world dude and then like we get to arizona like it's like 14 people like, right. you know 
yeah you definitely get the reality check when you leave california (laughs) yeah it's like it's like 17 people 17 or 19 people like 46 people dude we've made it like it's like the more we go east there's like one or two less people what the fuck is going on (laughs) it's like then you have the talk ground zero there was like literally like two or three people yeah tuesday yeah so it's all the bands like all the other bands on the tour package masha nigga it's like yeah man And then you have yeah. to have that talk like, hey, they're going to cut your guarantees. Hey, yeah. there's not enough people coming. Like, it's yeah. like those are the first tour memories of mine. They scrounged up half a pizza <laughs> and like four sodas. Have fun. Have fun driving 14 hours to your next show. You can pee yeah. in your gas tank. It's all good. It works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's get, the radiator, bro. Let's get the Ivan, <laughs> Ivan's full backstory going. What's that? How'd you get interested in... in and music and death oh yeah yeah, yeah. i was gonna say that's actually we should go back to ivan before we go too far into craig just yeah were, were you uh how old were you when you started playing bro it's funny hearing craig's story because mine was a little bit the same um i don't i i grew up fucking listening to mtv like watching mtv and like the, all the grunge bands in the early 90s like stp and pearl jam and stuff but when i really started like getting like wanting to play guitar was uh I heard Metallica on, on Beavis and Butthead. I heard the one video, you know, and they, yeah. the end, like, they, they cut out this whole like, beginning section. You get to the end part, right? I was like, holy shit, what the fuck is that? I remember my dad coming into the, to the room and he, he saw what I was watching. He's like, what the fuck is that shit? And he fucking he hit the button and he turned it off. And I was like, oh, fuck. he left the room and I fucking turned it right back on. You're like, just lit the fire, dude. Yeah. yeah and I, I, I was like well there's this this is fucking cool like my dad obviously hates it so i you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, so it was the same thing metallic and, and justice for all and uh yeah i was like probably like 12 or 13 years old when i found when i first picked up a guitar I, like my my uncle had a like a electric acoustic that he was, used to hide under his bed and like he played like you know mexican music or whatever but um i just tried to mess with it and he like showed me a couple little things and then i started you know buying guitar world magazines and um eventually learned how to read read tabs so i started learning like metallica songs and all, all that shit um how old are you like 13 once yeah. i uh, once i like actually started playing guitar and uh i remember putting out like i put it like i used i used Eventually, I started uh, like buying these magazines that were up on the on the on the rack at like Safeway or whatever. Like at first, it was Guitar World, but they used to have like a bunch of stuff back then. It was like Metal Maniacs and uh, Hit Parader. Hit and Parader, all- dude. Yeah. And so, at the very back of the magazine, there there would always be uh, like ads for like people looking for musicians to to uh, to jam with. And I, I there was just people all over the country or whatever. But I remember like I took a piece of paper and I wrote this. Uh, wrote this ad and sent sent it off and eventually it made it into metal maniacs and i was i was like wow. looking for people to jam with um and i put like metallica and like allison chains or whatever i was listening to back then it's like my influences or whatever so some guy randomly calls me up it was like a couple mi- miles down the street in san jose um his name was Stefan. i still i still uh, talk to him every once in a while um he was looking for somebody to jam with. He was like, so we ended up starting a, a like Metallica cover band and uh, he knew some guy who uh, was a vo- like a vocalist or whatever. And he came in and he like, he, he had all these like death metal albums. Like he brought in like Entombed, Left Hand Path and 
uh, Cryptopsy's uh, Whisper Supremacy. This was like 1999, 1998, something, so, somewhere around then. And uh, he showed us this shit. I was like, whoa, this is, this is weird. Like, like, I don't know if I liked it at first, you know? The, like, I, I was all like into like Metallica and like the like crazy death metal shit was like, dude, like, like real extreme. But then like, like on, at least the Cryptopsy stuff had like some really crazy solos. So I was all into that. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I got into like, like heavier shit. Uh, but that was my first band. It was this band called uh, Fetus. It's called Fetus by the Pound. Yep. Yeah, we Fetus were this. Uh, like, we like, we started as a San Jose, like, uh, Metallica cover band. Just started, started, like, trying to write, like, stuff that this guy was showing us, like, this, all this death metal stuff. Um, that we, like, played a few uh, local shows and, uh, our, I think our third show we, we uh, opened for Cannibal and Nile on the uh, Nile's uh, Black Seeds of Vengeance tour. Really, on it was all like all this like like new metal scene. There was no death metal band, so we we're like one of the only bands that kind of were like death metal. I wouldn't really call us death metal. We had a lot of weird, um, of weird material or whatever. Um, what, who would you compare it to? Uh, it was like us trying to mimic everything that we were listening to. So it was like couple songs sounded like cannibal corpse and a couple songs sounded like emperor it, it's just like whatever we nice. you know whatever we could uh, get our get our ears on basically mm-hmm. um yeah then after dude after that i uh ended up moving out of town like i, I moved out here to where i live now in central valley so <clears throat> there, there wasn't a lot of people uh, playing metal out here uh but there was one band who like the, their name was um fuck i forgot what they, what they disharmony were no so that was later Okay. These guys were some old old school dudes. Um, they they were called Immortality, and so we, we I started a band with those guys. But I don't know. It was just like a lot of I, I was like playing a lot of the local scene, um, like 16, 17 years old. Until so yeah, I, I joined Disharmony. You know what? I think I, I think I might have met you in the in the parking lot somewhere at, at one of the fucking uh, pound shows. I remember bringing like a bringing like a demo, and you were like, "Oh, like it was like you and Dan Kenny. I think I give you a, give you guys a demo." And I was yeah. so really young. All it said is just your, in your writing, "Disharmony." I don't even think it had a album title or anything. Yeah, they started like as like a black metal band, and we. Uh, yeah, it was like symphonic we brutal like death. Band. <laughs> there was like a chick singer who used the, their shtick was like they they had this chick singer she used to fucking pull out her tits on stage. <laughs> <laughs> So they had a, they had a big following or whatever, but what's that yeah. call like? So so you gonna are you gonna come to the show tonight? You're gonna you're gonna come up and do that though, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you should do like backup vocals and and uh, and and uh, <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> it's like a burlesque, symphonic, brutal death burlesque yeah. show, dude. Yep, yep, yeah. And that's uh, so they ended up getting this bass player. His name was Mike. You remember Mike? Yeah, Torres, right? Mike yeah. Torres, yeah. Oh, Mike. That's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the link. So Mike actually uh, came and started jamming with me and Dan for a little bit on bass, and we were looking for a second guitar player. And that's when he said, "Well, I know this guy, Ivan. You want yeah, me to?" Okay. Do was that how? That's how I'm remembering. It. Is that correct? Yeah, and I remember he was he like he was in both bands at the same time or jamming with you guys. And he used to always say, "Oh, I'm jamming with this band called uh, called Carnivorous," and we were just like, "Oh, you're just sitting in the band? What the? What an asshole!" Like, 
but eventually like he showed me he showed me the material I was like dude this is fucking dope because i remember hearing severed like maybe like right around that time that was when i first when i first uh heard force of bleed and i was like dude this is fucking dope he's like yeah dude it's, it's the drummer from from severed savior i was like oh shit this is fucking cool he's like they're looking for a second guitar player you want to try out i'll uh i'll ask anthony if you if uh if I can get you a tryout or whatever. And I was like, yeah, dude, fucking no, I want to go fucking try to jam with these guys. It's like it's better than what we're doing now. You know, it was a uh, kind of a, another one of those local dead end roads. I uh, kind of hit when I was, uh, when I was, I here. liked that disharmony shit though, dude. I really, I remember that, that album actually, I listened to it frequently. And then you came with Mike one jam session. Right. And yeah, so I was like, Hey dude, can you like, can you get me like a, like a CD to listen to or, like something to, to jam on like it's kind of flaky or whatever but yeah he's like hey dude i got these tabs check it out and it was on the way to to go jam with you guys so i yeah. I, I was like it was like three songs like the three song demo that you get that uh they got recorded or whatever and I, I was just like oh well fuck like i gotta learn this in like two hours on the way like on the way there to san francisco we were out in, we were out in like stockton so I haven't got so good at learning stuff so quickly. <laughs> I was gonna say he probably learned like two and a half songs on the way there. Yeah. Like, three, right? Three, shit. Yeah, three. If you talk about a all three of those songs, like, like uh, at, at that practice, well, um, just from from like going through the tabs and and trying to memorize like the riff, just just without it, even a guitar in my hand and shit. Enough, to, yeah, dude. Enough to impress us to have you come back again and again, and then actually fucking have you join and fuck dude so now i'm thinking like what were the was the were the double duty shows the first shows that you had done with carnivore or aptos aptos yeah yeah dan's still on guitar still right yep. yeah i think that was yeah, the only yeah. show we played with uh with dan kenny only live show with dan kenny yep was yeah. and that was that the odious cd release no it wasn't. That was one of those yeah, shows. That was the that was the odious CD release. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. it was the devouring CD release. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Devouring. Yep. And burnt at the stake. I think it was that was Dylan yep. before before yep, he brain drill. Yeah. Free brain Definitely drill. was. We we just pulled up that flyer uh, last podcast. Yeah. And yeah, it was. Uh, they were on the way out. He was. He was still. He had his own like idea for what he wanted to do. He was. It was kind of like a melodic metal band. Burnt at the stake was like a kind of a at the gates kind of like dylan's take on at the gates kind of and then uh yeah he just showed us his ridiculous riffs and we're like dude you gotta stop that band and do your own band dude. <laughs> like i've never seen you i mean i didn't understand what he was doing because i was like he has such a, his own weird take on guitar with no like you know theory or anything he's just like this is what i think sounds good and i can move my hands really fast and i was like is how he got so jacked he just like <laughs> yeah he's just fucking yeah he's just sitting there that's how he works out like it's like third yeah. this is cardio just like i remember there. watching them on tour and it's like when he would like trim pick his forearm would just be like, like <laughs> i always be like dude you're on steroids he's like no dude i swear to god i'm like bullshit shut the fuck he's up. like no he's it's, like, H- it's hgh bro get it right check it's it out yeah, dude yeah. check it out dude I, I i got this uh calorie burner fucking digital readout on my guitar dude i've already burned like <laughs> yeah. 340 calories dude yeah, it's like four thousand more notes to go <laughs> it's like I, I picked like 20 miles today dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like the little like the heart app on your iphone tells you how fast you pick. exactly exactly like, but yeah. uh didn't dan say ivan that you guys or i mean joel that you guys that you guys played like a carnivorous show at the like there was like two that he played right it's only one dude. or for Dan, right? Or oh, Dan no, I am not. Casey's correct. Casey's correct. Casey's correct, dude. The, yeah. the Thunderdome was Thunderdome. the first show, yeah. dude. 
You played that one too, Ivan? Yeah, I did oh. the Thunderdome. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay, fuck yeah. That was yeah. Ivan. Yep. Wine. <laughs> uh, that's like my only memory. But yeah, it, it was. Uh, <laughs> it's not my only memory, but it. Uh, fuck, like one of that? three. Yeah. To be before. honest, like how many people do you think were in that living room that day? 40 uh, 50 40 just yeah i would say like capacity of like 10 <laughs> it's just like packed fucking, bro. Yeah. yeah i remember sleep terror playing last and they were like whoever was there was all about that shit oh dude yeah yeah that was killer that was their dude. first show i think that might have been their first performance yeah and it was with dave from cattle on drums yeah 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 what the fuck <laughs> yeah. sleep terror was pretty so popular sick. for a little while back in like i remember like the myspace days like mm-hmm. i remember MySpace seeing that everywhere sick. and it was just like some dude with a drum machine just playing all this crazy stuff yeah it was either anthony or dan kenny or murray or something was like they sent me a link to mp3.com i'm pretty sure yeah and it was sleep terror and i was and that's i didn't have a face of the guy i didn't know what anything about it just a guy in a drum machine it was like we, it was early early demos we learned yeah. about it through um the severed guys because if i if i tell this story wrong i'm sorry but i i, I believe he might have flew out and tried out and it didn't work out and then i think he even did a solo on brutality is a law too that's right yeah, yeah. and on the uh, song brutality is a law too i think right i'm, I'm not sure I, it's that song i can't on, I, uh, I, one by one oh, is it one by one it is one by one the first song okay, oh, okay. and um i don't know maybe my michael watch this and he'll uh shoot us today <laughs> yeah but they just showed <laughs> us the like he luke had like an early eight eight track album of, of like early versions of stuff that ended up being re-recorded and reworked and stuff like that and we yeah we we would geek out on that and then he hooked up with dave and dave was able to do it make it humanly or show that it's humanly possible and came out so that was really the first sleep terror live gig wow i'm pretty sure that's what uh, well, luke was saying he was he was, he was there with his parents yeah, parents were staying there, there. yeah his dad was with them yeah they like and drove crazy. him out there yeah we were just like dave like we hit it off with him like right away and uh he's a great friend to this day you know and like he was like it's just like this dude we're like dude shredding on the drums who don't know you and just yeah i'd never so heard fun. of him or anything i couldn't so believe cool. watching like, where this guy was, coming to our house he, they like drove <laughs> from wherever like you know but so decrepit played that night i can't remember who, who was yeah, i think it was, was decrepit odious carnivorous oh, we all played something. okay because something I know like there that was other shows that nice. got shut down so i'm trying to remember mm-hmm. yeah 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 that was the was first so fun, carnivorous though. gig now fuck there's another was... one with like flesh rot with the naveen and yeah and chase and stuff and and people yeah, did there go was... crazy for for sleep terror they did like you said they went crazy yeah they that was their hype was like because they had you know just a couple mp3s out and people were like is this even yeah. possible like what this guy's doing you know mm-hmm. it was so yeah. wacky and all over the place and changing like genres every eight bars you know it was just yeah. completely blowing everyone's mind um but yeah to see it and to watch him actually pull it off with dave the live drummer i was like fuck yeah kind of put yeah. us in we, our place we played a bit. with with him at brick by brick too like once or twice at least once. oh that's right sleep terror was like a great like yeah. gateway band for tech death for me because like I wasn't quite into the vocals yet in high school, but like I was just all about the like those early demos, like you said. And yeah. I also looked it up. It's actually Luke soloed on the uh, 
unburied again track two. Oh yeah <laughs> i don't i i was kind of already in my mind like i don't think it's the first song either so you guys were like track one track three it was in between well the guys. beginning buried again and one by one sound pretty much the same in the beginning i'm not gonna lie mike gilbert's watching this like you assholes <laughs> oh mike no mike gilbert <laughs> mike gilbert bailed on that yeah he wasn't <laughs> he on he was that talking album. about yeah he, he was, uh, I, yeah he mentioned it on the podcast like he was involved in the infantile writing of one by one he did helped with one by one and then he just didn't like where it was going and um he you know he was collaborating with the guitar player of deeds what's his or uh, what's his name it's a police officer jared. Now. Jared. jared um and they both just had two completely different ideas of what they wanted to do and um they just you know i guess mike just didn't want to try to like what you were saying craig earlier with archaic he just he didn't want to force anything yeah. or you know he thought and he mike had a direction yeah, Mike's one of those guys, like he's he's pretty intense. Like when I remember when I first met him on that tour, I was like, damn, this he's just like this dude comes off super intense, but he's like one of the chillest dudes ever. Once you like break through his like intense layer, oh, yeah. he's yeah. just a goofy dude. Like and totally. like oh, me and totally. him, yeah, me and him really hit it off on 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 that severed tour. He was like Servel Insurrection, dude. We still bump that all the time. That's such a good album. Like and Mike, just like like if you want to hear like what's going on in that dude's head, just listen to that record and you'll just be like blown away at what the stuff. It's so fucking out of there. Perfectionist and solid. He's like yeah. like watching them. Watching. I remember watched a one of the first jam, jams they uh, severed had when they had they flew out that dude from uh fuck artificial brain. Oleg. Uh, Oleg. 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 Shout out to Oleg. Shout out. Yeah, shout out, shout out to Oleg, dude. But it was his Lego. first practice in like Lego. Literally... Lego, my ego. <laughs> No, it was, it was their first practice with him, and it was fucking like an album. Like, like the the tightness of everything. I was like sitting there, just like laughing with like a tear coming out of my eye, and like every, everything at once. You know, I was just like, <laughs> this is like probably one of the sickest practices I ever got to see. Was just sitting there watching Mike, just going like, he's just that was so a fairly perfect. small room too, right? Yeah, it was, was pretty. It was decent size, but uh, yeah, yeah. Just watching Mike up close has always been such a, a pleasure. That guy's fucking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was an interesting process getting ready for that out, getting ready for that tour, and getting ready for live performance with Sever. Just because, like, there would be times where I mean, Troy was still in he was in Vegas, so he would come out like every, maybe like once a month, maybe twice a month maximum, and uh, the rest of the time it would be me and Mike going to that studio and just playing to the drum tracks from the album we just had the isolated drum tracks and we play them through the pa and yeah and him and i would just fucking go for like two sets three sets in a row i'm trying to build up my voice you know and fucking the whole fucking time dude i'm watching mike and he's just fucking he's always in the fucking pocket yeah. dude he'll nail it every time and be like hey man that was sick oh no it's you know i kind of yeah yeah I could do better. So. It's like, he's dude. like, dude, that, that harmonic didn't last. Like, it needed to go one, like one extra millisecond. And that'd be down. Yeah. It was two shades <laughs> of a certain tone. <laughs> like, Mike wasn't in the band for a little while. Like, was it, was it before the, I don't know the history, but before the. Yeah, it was Jared and uh, Sean. Lumbre. Remember oh, yeah, Rob. Right. Rob was. Rob. Yeah. R.I.P. Rob. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rob was the man, man. He was a, like, local hero and, like, the south bay scene like he was in this band called osmium osmium dude a band called siberia which is the heaviest awesome. metal in the in the universe yeah it was just the, like this old dude oh, i forget his name man but he was uh he's like a school teacher but he was the fucking craziest shredder i've ever seen um yeah and then he like then then he was in severed and i uh, like i remember watching severed with uh it was uh rob and and jared and 
yeah, right. Like I, I had, I'd never seen right before. I had never seen them with, with Mike until probably a little bit later, but yeah, dude, that was, that was, uh, that was fucking crazy. Like a couple shows that I, that I saw several saver. Well, it was like the cactus club in San Jose. I don't know if you guys remember that cactus club. Yeah. I definitely remember that. Um, so now you learn the, the demo song. We're back to carnivorous learning yeah. the demo songs. You're back in. I know we went off into the weeds a little bit. Uh, so yeah, we're like, you're in dude. And it didn't really work out with Mike. So we had to get a bass player and shout out to another shout out, Danny Bohegan. We bring in Danny who previously had tried out for guitar and it didn't really work out at that time. But that, that uh, shout out to big Bob too, his dad. Uh, yeah. He brought, he brought him to that uh, tryout and. Uh, I remember buying, buying me beer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Big allegedly no, uh, the, yeah no i mean that never happened <laughs> but uh so yeah he he it didn't work out on guitar but he went home and he fucking ground he, he just went hit the grinded back into it and fucking doubled down and actually decided he was going to learn bass and when he found out we needed a fucking bass player and he came back and he's like now i can be in the band and we're like yeah you actually can fucking yeah, be in the band it. now dude he did fucking nail it hard, dude. So then we get out and we're like, okay, we're going to do the fucking double duty tour with the, that's been mentioned several times on this fucking podcast uh, with the severed, decrepit, odious carnivorous. We do a couple rounds of those and then carnivorous dissolves, you know, uh, Dan leaves, he goes, his, does his thing. We aren't really finding a, a, a direction we're moving in. We, me, you and I had actually, we had worked, uh, arranged another song that never got recorded, played it live at the pound once. Yep. You know, and uh, that was all you on on the, uh, you know, guitar arrangement and composition and all that shit. And Troy, that was actually the first Carnivore song that was written without a drum machine. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember we used to just sit in that that little room in our uh, RHL recordings or rehearsal studios or whatever. Yep. Anthony with a drum machine and uh, <laughs> myself with a guitar and trying to just like trying to put riffs and compositions together or whatever but yeah we uh i remember i don't remember what the, what the name of the song was but we never really had a song before we yeah. uh before we started recording there's a couple riffs on that song that i ended up using on uh on the deeds of, on one of the deeds of flesh songs uh fuck i can't remember the, the name of it or whatever the name track seven um hell yeah dude one of the deep tracks the whole you could play the whole album perfectly right now after not playing it for years but he can't remember a song name yeah well that was the names changed (laughs) (laughs) but yeah dude if uh if you can uh if you can pick out the riff i'll I'll, uh, buy you a beer oh okay Uh, all right all right because i do remember you remember if you were from that song dude yeah all right so i'll 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 listen closely races can join no it wasn't on races can join was it on uh, portals or on this album it was on this album oh uh, it was uh one song before races can join oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna K? take a guess is it the one that goes dana to dana to dana dana to dana to dana i don't know why like that sounds like something like a review one about the riffs back in the day yeah it goes Oh. oh yeah dude i think is that ethereal 
And and Troy uh, used to be like, yeah, I do. Yep. Yep. I fucking totally. That's first time that song we wrote. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's super cool. I had like I had a like I have files and files of shit that I've written over the years that I always go through and like be like I picked it out and I was like, dude, this. I wish I had recorded this sometime. We never we played it like one time live and never recorded it, never did anything with it. I'm glad you kept it, dude. I'm glad you kept the files, dude. Cause yeah. that's sweet. Well, now we can't use I, it for that future carnivorous like material. Though, so. Almost. so it's it's kind of that's kind of cool. You know I'm something? Gonna, no one ever really yeah. ever no one ever really talks about is like the the how when you're in a death metal band, how you speak death metal. Because I know that yeah, I know that uh, with uh, Matt was probably the most proficient for, or proficient with it uh, from decrepit. He, he has like the Jun stems, like Jun 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 Like he would like had like the he actually would make it heavy with his mouth, like Jun Jun Jun. Like you know, yeah, yeah. But it's like all. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, if you're gonna like a technical death metal band, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much something that every band has has. Have to, have to, you have to speak it in yeah. some way. Yeah. Matt was all about the two finger under the desk. Like, oh yeah. Yeah, he's like knuckles. Knuckles, 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 knuckles are for snare. He'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, that's for kick. He'd be like, he'd be like in a hotel here, like with my camera down. You know, he's just all like Matt. Matt would be like, all right, dude. So it's like you know. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of yeah, shit. Yeah. Like all that he could shred the finger. Like he hits super if hard. I could be a drummer, yeah. Just put a piece of wood in between your two fingers. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was totally how he... And you're like, yeah, we used to have, we used to have like, battles with that. We used to me and Matt used to have battles, and I was faster than him was my only claim to fame, but he would fucking hit yeah, so yeah. hard. You have that twitch. Like, like it was like Joel's like 300 beats a minute, like Twitch fingers, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're all practicing on the tour with like a metronome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Joel just yeah, exactly. Yeah. I remember, uh, I you, bro, I'm gonna get you. It's not even the hand I touched myself with either way, but anyways, um, <laughs> am I okay? Both hands. <laughs> so, so on this topic, my friend Max Visbeek, shout out for, sna- for snare tone, he always does fa 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 fa. And I was like, no, it's ta 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 ta. But then You're I like, started getting like, you need to tighten your snare, bro. What's up with yeah, that? I know it's all loose. <laughs> like way too many overtones. He's like, bish, bish, bish. I think you <laughs> broke, <laughs> the, the, broke the bottom side of your snare head or something. But like once I heard that, it like added a new like you know. Uh, you need to swap could, out that could, sample. Yeah, <laughs> it's a new <laughs> sample. Yeah, there's the ta, the ka, the fa. Those are like the three snare. There's the and then the double bass is always the. It could also be a pa, like like a pa Oh yeah. I was gonna say, did anybody yeah. do their speed picking sound? This sounds like double bass. Just sounds the same. Thing. Yeah, you're speaking double there's bass. There's notes right now. now. I can't understand. Cheers. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, sorry, I digress. But anyways, we so, all yeah. speak. Death so metal. now we're we're parting ways with carnivorous, and I yeah. go do the odious so thing. And where do you go from there? Carnivorous, fuck, after Carnivorous, uh, I didn't do shit for a little bit. Odious, right? Uh, no, well, you know what? I, uh, right after Carnivorous, I, I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do now? Like, it was, it was over. Like, that was, uh, like, I was so stoked to be in Carnivorous and, and like, and like do like the shows that we played and shit. And after I was like, dude, I was kind of like, well, 
I'm not I'm not sure where to go, but um, I ended up starting like um, I was like I'll do my own shit. Like I, I was um, really into like a lot of getting into a lot, a lot of gore grind. Like right around then, it was like early 2000s, and uh, <clears throat> I had my, my friend uh, Matt Machado, which I love that guy. He's you know, like I still talk to him all the time. But he was he was uh, he was the guy that really got me into like like old gore grind shit. And uh, he was like, oh, well, hey, let's start this grind album. I was like, well, I don't, I don't know much about that shit, um, but I'll try or whatever. So we, we ended up trying, uh, starting this project called Vomit Trough. Vomit Trough. We, yeah, we put out like a four-song EP or whatever, but it was just like me, like, like that was my intro to like the shit that he was into that he got me into like this band, like uh, Squash Bells, man. He was... Uh, like got super into that shit and started write like punk riffs or whatever and it was like a fun little thing but nothing that was too serious and i got into this other band called um insanity and so the, yeah. the funny like the the, the funny Shout out to bud when when i was in carnivorous with anthony there there was another band that used to practice the same spot where we used to, we used to practice called poverty yep and so the thing about poverty is they had this, this drummer, his name is Bud Mills, again, rest in peace, man. Yep. He was, uh, his claim to fame was that he invented the fucking blast beat, right? And this, so his thing was like, hey, man, I, I fucking, like, he was like back in the 85 uh, when we, we used to jam with Death and Possessed back in the, uh, like, Ruthie's Inn days in, in Berkeley or whatever. It's like, I, was, I saw everybody playing this beat. And they, they were playing fucking tech, 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 tech. It was like, I, I was, he was like, I'm, I'm just going to speed it up and go. Da, 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 da. So, so he claims to be the, claimed to be the, the guy who invented the blast beat. Yeah, there's a few people that I think claim that. That's a I debate. Don't, I mean, it's yeah. a big it's like, debate. It's like who invented guitar tapping. It's like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. Who knows? What, that Repulsion album, uh, Horif- what is it called? Horrified? Was, it was also 85, right? I think it was, yeah, 85, but when it was released, or yeah, it was released in 89, but it was recorded in 86 or something like that. So if he, if, if Bud was doing it in 85. Well, I mean, then... also the, the, my personal, if I had to pick someone that the first time I heard like the legit blast beat, I wasn't, you know, I was only one years old, but. Um... <laughs> Actually, I'm wrong. <laughs> Horrified was 89. Yeah, what's it called? Yeah, uh, they claim when you like watch them talk about it, they're like, "We recorded that shit three years before it." I think '85 Milk came out from uh, SOD. Well, and a black... also, um, Insanity is Insanity's first demo came out. Okay, so they have they have a they have a claim there. I'm not trying to take it from Insanity. I'm not trying to give it. To, I'm I'm just saying it's like it's uh, this is what this conversation. Yeah, there, is there's a they just and it's a bunch of thirty like, year old dudes like yeah, dude. When we were one or two. And they Paul Sandoval it. says okay. he, he does it. Too. He claimed it, too. It's of like, course, if you if you could just take a time machine and take like a Mesa boogie, you know, half stack down to like, you know, the 1930s and just jam with like, you know, Gene Krupa, one of those guys. Django Reinhardt just shredding on it. Is- yeah, yeah, Django. Yeah, yeah. I'm but I mean, like those drummers, like, you know, lasting like, like but of course, Buddy Rich and all this or to- of course, Tony Williams and those old jazz drummers. But imagine just bringing a Mesa like fucking half stack down there just be like all right buddy and it's like, show up gen, gen, like a, gen, gen. it's like wayne's or i mean a, a, a bill and ted's you just show up in the fucking buddy rich would be all down he's like oh, he's like buddy rich would be doing gravity blast those motherfuckers would blast they did blast beats like literally to the t that they are today like like with the kick and everything i mean they would really 
yeah, but it's dude. just with not heavy riffs so it's different yeah. yeah yeah i always heard napalm death was kind of the first but i mean it's let's see yeah. that's what Ooh, it's on it like there's then, everyone says they did Pete it much. Was like you know so but wait let's get back but, to insanity but, though so you you joined this insanity project they they reformed right they they yeah, came they, back it was uh dave gorsuch he, he was the original guitar player and vocalist and so like he had a lot of weird like tragedies man he uh his original guitar player and, and vocalist died back in 86 right and then uh bud i i don't remember what year he died it was uh late 2000s mm-hmm. right and so yeah he, he reformed the band and uh i, I joined like he I, I kept saying this is back in the myspace days i kept saying that he was like he was looking for a guitar player did he still have the quarters paste uh glued to his uh drum heads to make the click sound with his oh, yeah. the kick well, hammer? He, did, uh, he, he did back when i saw him in uh he they played uh murder fest i think he even was like dude they play with triggers dude check it out dude i put these fucking metal yeah. plates <laughs> I, I get the click the same way dude <laughs> that's like uh didn't lars Ulrich used to play with like a metal beater for like the the injustice album to get that kind of clicky sort yeah. of sound I don't know Maybe. if that's I think I remember uh, hearing something about that. Fact. Yeah, he had some kind of like heavy duty beater or something to make it like. So yeah, wait, oh, yeah. they they make those like patches that you can stick to your bass drum that are like made of metal. Yeah. And so, you know, back in the day, they would have those like pre like production versions of that, which is duct tape and a fucking quarter and like or yeah. you know, coins and that kind <laughs> yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Which like I think Vinny Paul did that or whatever, right? Like Panther. Uh, yeah, maybe. I know he was that, using that, triggers. I was knowing I, him. Was, he was like doing D drum triggers for a long time. Yeah, Paul for was? sure. Later, oh, I didn't even yeah, know yeah, yeah. But like, I think originally, though, I think he was the one that kind of had that like metal kick thing going on, like like literally metal kick. You know, that's cool. Um, I'm not totally sure, but yeah, I feel like those guys though, like they have such insane sound guys that like you can just take a normal kick and EQ it to sound like that. You know, like it's like you just spike up the highs super gnarly and scoop it and pull, pull like pull up the bottom and like pull, pull out the mids and stuff and you know like metallica live i mean they have like sound guys that can make those kicks sound however they want yeah same know? anger a good know? sound guy goes a yeah. long way yeah and they have compression and like i mean like so much money to put into that so so did you record with insanity or did you just play live with them yeah so i played a bunch of shows live did a, a few like mini tours or whatever and they've been like they honestly they, they they recorded one demo back in 85 they recorded a i don't think there was ever a full length but it was like a bunch of the the old songs that it turned into a fuck Whoa. yep my uh Zoom we still see you you just got lit up yeah you got lit up give me one second <laughs> There we go. You're not supposed to let them know about that picture I just sent you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, played a bunch of shows. Uh, I recorded like a few tracks that they were trying to record a second album. They had they had a first album that came out like in the mid '90s, but it was all like it was all the old school songs from like '85, '86, '87, um, and it never really got released. Like I played, I played with them for like two or three years and. It just never seemed to go anywhere. Uh, and so while I was still playing in Insanity, uh, I found out that uh, Ranger was looking for a bass player. Um, 
Actually, you know what? I kind of well, I kind of skipped over the whole uh, Odie Smorton thing because I, I played with so I, that real. <laughs> I'm trying to get my catch myself. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. I was. I was actually thinking that maybe I was getting it flipped and that Brain Drill was first. But so no. Odious was before you joined Brain Drill. Yeah, Odious yeah. was after I did a vomit trough. After okay. I did Thunderverse and vomit, like my little vomit trough uh, EP or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I remember you guys were looking for a, for a bass player and I, I hit up Anthony. I was like, Hey man, I don't, I've never played bass before, but I want to play bass. <laughs> so Odious was the first project you played bass in. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, like Carson or buying a bass just to go try out for you guys. Danny Bohegan tried out first about before you, I think. Right. And he came in. Yeah. Danny came in and like, we, I mean, we just, we loved him as a dude and he, he was so nervous and he was like, dude, I don't think I could do this, but I'll try. I could, I'll, kick myself if i don't try kind of thing and he showed up and was just like no i don't want to do this <laughs> and then uh yeah. and then uh then was that your the name got brought gun? up uh yeah and then your name got brought up I, I think your name was already we were you know that was already where we were looking we had like a few people we were looking at and then um yeah you just came in and did the ivan thing where you're like yeah i only got like nine songs down is that cool <laughs> and uh no i think you get like four or five songs down yeah. within a couple of weeks and well that shit was complicated just ran through them and and i think for maryland death fest was the goal right well we also did the yeah and then we did the show with that we talked octopus about lounge. earlier that was the last yeah. one or the octopus lounge octopus yeah. lounge. oh it was it was few shows because you also played with us at the that the galaxy whatever, was the last one yeah whatever that galaxy show was that oh yeah that was like i think that was the last odious show was that i think it was the, the last live you're talking about show. the la metal fest or whatever yeah, Death yeah. fest or whatever Murder fest or something the galaxy metal and uh, uh santa metalcore fest or whatever it's called yeah yeah um <laughs> so you did like a few shows with us like three yeah 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 it's crazy though he's like we flew him across the country with <laughs> us we fucking yeah dude that fucking out. that maryland death fest story is probably like one of my the craziest stories that for being being in a band ever like like remember it was like memorial day weekend and we showed up to Dan's house. We're like, whatever. It's only like a five-hour drive to the airport. Bullshit. And then we leave. Yeah, I know. To fucking Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach. Memorial Day. Yeah, oh, Memorial and, Day, the worst traffic we, day of the year. And we and we oh, we great. leave, and we're just stuck in traffic. And um, and we were, like, were we're supposed to meet you and getting ready Long to Beach. just give up, right? To get so, the Bay area traffic. And I think we got to like Tracy, and I, I said, "Hey, look, let me take over." Three hundred miles away. If I just if I just don't keep it under a hundred miles per hour. It's it <laughs> literally what he did, dude. I, I'm surprised. I can't believe we made that show. That's insane. I mean, so that gas pedal, I mean, just got to push it all the way down. Yeah. Went all, yeah. yeah. Went all the way down the five going and not, nothing less than a hundred miles an hour. Getting <laughs> yeah. from the airport at Long Beach. That was insane. And, and got dude. To, got, and, to like, got to SoCal and there was, there was traffic. So I started having to weave in and yeah, out. Oh my God. It. I was flipping out. I was like, shit, shit. I was yeah. like, dude, let's just miss the plane. Let's miss the plane. I was like, I was pussing out first, I think. I was like, dude, I like to live. I don't know. I want to live first before the show. Pull over. Joel <laughs> being like, I, I think I used my uh, my imaginary brake pedal like three or 400 times. <laughs> we made it, though. Uh, yeah. No, that was. When we so, made yeah, that, that's was, what it was. This is the Bay Area guys were flying. Wait, why were you guys driving down to? You, it was just you yeah, waiting, we're waiting for we're meeting up with you. San Francisco. You guys were literally waiting for me. Yes. You were in Long Beach. We were meeting up with you in Long Beach. And we uh, met at the airport. Line to get on the plane. 
So I'm waiting in Long Beach Airport by myself, waiting for yep. you guys to get there, and you guys yep. are doing this. Yeah, my memory, dude. Cannabis is a great thing <laughs> for so many things. But and once we showed up too, we 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 made it was like a it was a it was an overnight flight, and we basically said, all right, we're each spending like seventy bucks on this plane, getting drunk because I cannot believe we made that, yeah. and it was like a celebratory. Oh, thing and we we were like because we were so surprised we made it we were we were thinking we have to put that money towards a new plane ticket plane tickets for us so we're like we didn't end up having to spend that money so i'm like let's spend most of it on drinking because fuck this we that was insane we had our own tvs <laughs> didn't we yeah, have hit the button hitting the button like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, i'm surprised they kept Dude. we like we're tipping them and shit and they just kept people everyone's all passed out and we're just like fucking party how much did we not think that through though when we show up and it's 5 30 a.m dude oh, that was we have best. no car 5 30 a.m and then we walk out and there's like yeah. no cabs no nothing dude yeah uh yeah what do we do yeah. we don't even know where we're going we had no hotel we had no rental car yeah. we had no we, we basically were counting on so, that we knew people that were in at that show and that yeah, we were gonna yeah. like convince them to let us sleep on the floor Annie. that was like <laughs> yeah, Annie, Annie, yeah Annie hooked it up yeah that was uh and then remember, that was probably we like, I can't I don't know how that worked out I have no idea how that worked out that was we, we had a good show but we train wrecked that one song <laughs> we we train wrecked. Train our only train wreck of that I can remember in history of our band was well Merrill, the biggest crowd yeah. that we've ever uh, played about a thousand, about a thousand people for yeah. Odious, you I think know. I was disconnected for two songs what you happened were. on that so I don't know what happened we just all of a sudden everyone turned oh around. that yeah isn't, yeah. Like, isn't, isn't that fun what had happened playing, especially yeah. on tour oh the worst was I mean what happened was from God, my recollection was because I was on guitar and I was it was Caverns of Reason yeah what happened we're, we're, pl- I don't know what we're happened. playing it and uh song, all of a sudden like casey went because casey couldn't hear us really and so you, you mm. like went into something like because you could you were just looking at us so we couldn't hear you you were basically going like i hope you guys hear me because <laughs> i can't hear you kind of thing and uh because uh, yeah. we didn't you know we were pretty novice about like setting up our sound and it's we had no time fault and we had no time to set up it was like we got thrown out there and we have like misery index all these like huge bands around us and well, we're dude, just, like, it was nervous. actually a song that we let's, let's didn't really it. practice yeah. much they told me I didn't need to bring any symbols and I showed up. I don't have any symbols. And they're like, and there's uh, like one symbol. <laughs> you need like symbls. And I'm like, what? There's like, it was like a huge beast drum set with like one crash. And I was like, You're like, what? I guess I'm playing yeah. on this. Yeah. No, and I had Casey to play on a chapped. huge kit with like one symbol. And they told me there was like a bunch of symbols. And I was like, oh no. And then I had to go ask some other band, like, can I use your China? And then like, I had like a crash in a China and like a ride. Yeah, it was huge drummers. Drum. And I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> but it still worked. It was like, but something happened on that one song. And then like, I don't know what happened. We we're just playing. And all of a sudden the whole band turns around at me and they're just like hands in the air. Like, no, you jumped into something too quickly. But the thing is, what freaked oh, me out. Oh, it's my is, fault. Uh oh. No, no, no. Well, no, me and Dan were like freaked out. Like, what the fuck's going on? And we look back at you and then Dan's looking at me and Dan's already playing the breakdown of Caverns of Reason. And we're yeah, in, like yeah, 30, we're, we're like 30 yeah. seconds into it. And that's a five minute song. And he's, he's playing a riff that comes in like four minutes in he's going yeah. jun, 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 like who knows catch what happened on. we couldn't hear each other it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah, yeah no, really the monitor sucked something we didn't yeah. really practice too we didn't really practice that song like either and then that's what anthony said yeah we didn't really practice <laughs> then the whole crowd was like oh. <laughs> it was great. Uh, but it doesn't we matter. Were the worst is when it just like slowly falls off the trail off the yeah. train track yeah and then yeah, you're just yeah. like no one wants yeah, to stop. You're like, yeah. you're like, I think he's off, but should I keep following him or should I do what he's doing now? And then hopefully everyone else sees what's going on. Well, we we were so we were 
Yeah, we were such rookies that someone yelled out someone yelled out a song yelled out caverns that we hadn't practiced and we were like, dude, someone yelled it out. We gotta play it. And like we were we were we were confident enough to be like, dude, we can take fucking requests. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're so just just amateur. But it's fine, dude. Everybody has that fucking everybody's got at least one of those stories, dude. Oh yeah. It was was just funny because we had it, we had uh Ivan with us, and it was like he was just killing it. Like, oh, he had nothing yeah. to do with it. I wasn't even playing. He was unplugged. I don't think I was even plugged in. Fucking. Oh really? <laughs> Dude, there's a part where uh, Ivan's like, I don't know what's up with my bass, and we're like, I'm like looking, looking at his bass and looking at everything, and then uh, Anthony walks up with the mic. He's all, it's because you're unplugged, dude. <laughs> Did I say that? Fuck. Dude. Yeah. There's you a put him on blast in front of everyone. You're like plugging your bass, dude. There, there's <laughs> literally a, a picture of Anthony pointing at his cord that's on the ground. Someone snapped a picture of it. It's somewhere. I'll find it somewhere. It's like, fuck, dude. And I we were also nervous that we got. Uh, what an asshole to say it into the microphone. Well, we were also nervous. We all got really drunk before we went on stage. Like, too. Uh, I remember, uh, I, uh, a nice guy would be like, hey, I wasn't. Dude, check it out, dude. Yeah, yeah you're fucking. Yeah, you're I was like, hey, dude. Don't look. Don't look up the metal injection uh, interview. Oh god. Why not, dude? We have should fun I pull it up? <laughs> oh, we should, dude. No. Now that you no, said it, it's cringy. Now don't. No, <laughs> But uh, anyways, so just, everybody fun. calls me out for all the shitty yeah. music that they think I like. I mean, yeah. that they don't like that. I love Yeah, the, the whole point of this drunk asshole. <laughs> shit. Oh, yeah, we well, got the metal. The whole point is that we that. we love uh, Ivan and we had a good time jamming. <laughs> That's the end of this story. So moving on. Is no, but Craig, it, you're yeah. about to go into a Craig, you're about to go into a story yeah, that and, you. And, uh, and, you know, oh, end of the train wreck story. Yeah. So we're moving on from. No, Craig had a story about it. Oh, oh okay. it was just like one time we were uh i think we were on tour with like dahlia murder and our drummer at the time keith so sorry, we're playing this, this... Ar- archaic sorry to interrupt yeah it was with archaic okay, it was, archaic. Uh, it was okay. like our first like uh, it's funny um uh the black dahlia tour that we ended up doing mm-hmm. like we didn't we weren't sure if we were going to do that we were actually on the bloodletting tour and we found out we we visited dimebag's grave and we were just all like putting our hands on his on his you know where he was buried Black on the like ground, dude yeah. just Give us your energy, man. Give us your vibes. Like, hopefully we can get this tour, you know, because it was like the, you know, I mean, we didn't, I wasn't really like a Black Dahlia fan or anything, but I knew it would be a good tour for us. And uh, right after we visited Dime, we were driving and Eric called me and he's like, hey, I got got you guys a Black Dahlia gig. But uh, that tour, we were playing and we were playing the song called Elemental Synthesis off uh, Reflections Within Dissonance. And that song is just like so all over the place. And our drummer just started going to the dan, 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 and like we're just like, oh shit! Like it was just like one of those moments where you're just like, fuck! Like we're not gonna recover. And yeah, we just yeah. Have to stop yeah. and just do it again. Like that's always the worst when that happens. When it's just like you just you know it's falling apart, and you're just like, yeah, just shut the car off, man. We're not we're not gonna make it. <laughs> and there's always such like anxiety if like there's been a couple times like with decrepit and stuff where we've train wrecked and. Um, we're like, let's do it again. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, if you try and wreck this again, <laughs> like, like, it's over. Well, next song. It's over. I yeah, know we were song. trying to move on from the caverns, but we just moved on. We didn't even try and do it again. We were just, just act like that was it. Yeah, it's a yeah. 10 second song, dude. We just no, there's on, people that were like, it was killed great. the rest we of the set, and we fucking. Song. We're playing grindcore now. No, that was, yeah, that was never, never will forget. I still have nightmares about it, but it's all good. Yeah, every dream I ever have where I've ever been playing live is just like I can't find my guitar or I lost yep. a cable and like like we're basically waiting to set up for like 30 minutes and everyone's like, what's going on? We have to play. I'm like, hold on. I got to go find my guitar. I don't know where it is. You're naked. <laughs> no, it's just always technical difficulties like every time. 
So this podcast has made me realize like this is just a a common thing between people who are in performing performing bands. You know, it's just like everybody's got those nightmares, dude. Yeah, it's always technical. Train wreck, man. I got dreams all the time, man. Where it's like yeah man i joined decrepit again and like yeah we got a whole set we're about to go on stage and i'm like wait i don't know the songs like, yeah like, like, I, oh, I remember sure. like yeah, i mean i know parts but i can't like you know play the songs like perfectly yeah. without practicing <laughs> and in my dream i'm like it's like showing up for a test you just like didn't study it all for and you're like oh shit so except everyone's just, like, watching you crowd, and judging like, you and then, <laughs> and then i wake up like sweating like you know? yeah so, like, yeah god well i mean that that dream probably translates into so many different aspects of life like uh i mean that that when you're a kid and you show up to school and you're underwear that's a classic one yeah it's it's like some that dream means something and it just the further along you get in life it just gets more complex and now you're on stage with your fucking death metal band is this like your biggest nightmare insecurities yeah not not to be fucking embarrassed yeah embarrassed yeah I mean, after that whole Maryland thing, we just fucking had a great old time, though. We just got super drunk. and Yeah, I think we scattered like bands. cockroaches after the show, but then we just had a little bit of time to ourselves and got back together, and it was all Wasn't good. there one time, Anthony, though, that you told me you, you were at the merch booth, and some guy came up to you, and it was like, you guys are a great band on CD, but live, <laughs> like, the- <laughs> probably, that? I don't know. Like- you guys, you guys are, or you were just like, he just wasn't like, I don't know. It was super funny. He like totally dissed us live, but he was like backhanded yeah, complimented you. See, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Alive. But it was, it was so painful because like, like year before that, <laughs> when we were on tour in the bloodletting, like we were like totally on it, you know, like well, well, people were like, calling out requests. Uh, I remember James King was like, yeah. play this more avulsion. And we just like hadn't practiced it at all and just would bust it, you know, like, well, we used so to, we kind of had that confidence. We're not anymore. And, you know, and we used to practice three times a week too back then. So. Yeah. You know, so we just would just I, randomly throw out songs and just practice them all the time. So we've we were pretty prepared been like for stuff like that. Dorks about metal and just like you know, we, sh- we saw those old pictures of us. We're just like we don't know. We just play this music. <laughs> yeah, we kind of like, yeah. repetition, Max. I remember. <laughs> yeah, totally. I remember when when we were on the bulleting tour with with Brain Drill and watching Archaic play. I was like, dude, these guys are fucking dope, man. Like everything they played was just perfect. She was like, dude, we we don't sound like that because we don't practice fucking. Enough. Yeah. Yeah, we used to practice like two times a week too. Sometimes on a weekend, if yeah. uh, I think before we recorded, we were doing at least like three times a week, just trying to like make sure everything was solid, you know, because like we all lived maybe like 15 minutes away from each other. So we would always jam over at Chance's house and they had like a bunch of carpet on the walls. So it was like, you know, yep. set up for they practice. And, yeah, we used, yeah. Yeah. Was, joining our cake and the and- Right before we did the like, my first tour was with uh, right before, when we went on tour of Black Dahlia Murder, and I went and stayed at, at Jared's house for like two weeks or whatever it was, and we were just jamming every day basically at, at, at Chance's house. And uh, dude, I, I had never like practiced that that much with anybody, but after like a couple of weeks, like dude, it's like it's like second nature. Like you like it feels mm-hmm. like you don't even need to practice, and it's it fucking sounds good, and. Uh, after that tour and we did the the cannibal tour and then we did a tour with severed saber it felt feels like you're like a well well well-oiled machine you know yeah Yeah. for about three shows you're just like yeah second nature pretty much yeah Yeah. the nerves are gone you could just go up there and just throw it up there yeah Yeah, it becomes i mentioned on the archaic episode because you guys really did you guys were polished coming off of that how how uh 
how what was the time between the cannibal tour and the severed tour probably uh, like six months or something like that well no we finished we finished the cannibal tour in april and then we went on tour with severed saver and like four or five months so july or july. june july yeah. Looking at the fucking poster. <laughs> yeah, and and that, uh, on that first night was when I realized, like, oh yeah, dude, they definitely look like a band that just freshly got off the Cannibal tour. You know, they playing fucking in front of those crowds every night will force you into the pocket. You know. Yeah, and plus you're playing with you know like because like I mentioned earlier, like Cannibal Corpse was the band that got me into death metal, so like. that whole tour was just like i remember the first night i was kind of like you know it was kind of like not emotional like crying my eyes out or something but like i just remember like just feeling like so pumped like Like, after we played the first song and the crowd was just like super into it and i'm just like dude like we're on tour with cannibal it's like sounds awesome like the crowd like it was just like man like finally you know it's like a really cool moment that that first show where did it start uh well well we played some shows with exhumed on the way up mm-hmm. uh, it officially started in florida i don't remember where maybe ended in florida too yeah it ended in what st petersburg yeah we started in uh i think tampa yeah or, uh, yeah i think it was tampa and then we ended uh, in uh on the on the coast so on the east coast of yeah i can't remember yeah yeah it started nice. ending in florida so it must have been, yeah, the feeling of going from a cannibal tour to a severed savior tour. <laughs> that might be a feeling. No, I don't know. It wasn't like that. It was more like, it's like, dude, we're doing a severed tour and like, we all fucking love, love fucking severed savior. So, yeah, I was just stoked to get to see you guys play every night. I was super excited because Ivan was in the band and I was like, dude, I'm about to, because I, I had, I had met, I had never met you before that, Craig. I had only met uh, Jared and Ch- well, maybe were you at that LA Fest too? Were th- no, you were during the. Um, I'm sorry, now I'm remembering. I'm forgetting the l- first demo out full length that Archaic had again. What's the name of that one again? The Existential Chaos. Existential Chaos. Yeah. So you're not on that record. No, right? that was that was. I think they did that. So that's the time you were away. Before. Oh no! I actually wasn't uh, in the. Oh, band. that's that's. I think they like just you. put that out. Yeah, they like just put that out. Okay. Maybe, like, so yeah, then I wouldn't have met you that day. So yeah. my first time meeting you was that first show, mm-hmm. and uh, but just being excited to go out with Ivan, I'm like, dude, we get to play some shows together, and and uh, then seeing you guys that night, I was like, fuck, dude, I I should have been paying way more attention to Archaic because I I, mm-hmm. I heard that first album, and then I uh i just i i I was like obi had mentioned it on on his episode too i was in that same kind of realm where i was just away from death metal for a little bit you know wasn't really checking out anything new and so and how i love to experience live bands first like archaic was a i I got a refreshed like re like upload of archaic live that night and i was like Fuck yes, dude. You guys who had been playing uh, the... Uh, fuck, I can't even pronounce... It. I can't even remember the second album's name. Uh, or Metamorphic Ignition. Yeah, you were playing those songs yeah. and I had never ever... Exp- I had never heard those songs and those... Yeah, were- we were just touring on that album or... Oh, yeah. They were almost out or we... It was... It wasn't out recorded yet. It. Yeah. Or I think you... I think you 
As we recorded that actually the chupacabra's coming out, dude. <laughs> the chupacabra is coming out. Yeah, you don't you don't know about the chupacabra. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I know about the chupacabra. Not only do I know about the chupacabra, I know about the mongoose. And the mongoose was oh, before oh, the chupacabra, bro. That that, that was pre-chupacabra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you good? Are you good? So hey Craig, when you uh remember the California Death or California Metal Fest at the Grove. Mm-hmm. Had, did you? Slaughter? It was summer. Yeah, that was actually. I think that might have been the first show for us on Summer Slaughter because I think we jumped on halfway in. Yeah, we played outside. Yeah, what was the what album were you on for that? Well, I think we. I don't even know. We might have. We might have not even recorded Reflections yet. That's what I thought because I remember like we you were guys just, were. Yeah, because we're still up and coming and stuff. I remember. Yeah, that's uh, when we were just selling, selling, still doing the ticket thing and just you know we were like we were we always wanted to be that band that kind of like whenever there was a death metal tour that came by we were the band that got called to open up so we were totally. always just trying to like jumping turtle like you know joe uh was it troutman like we you know made friends with him like hey like anytime some death metal band would come by like dude let us get on the opening you know we'd sell tickets and do all that so we were still sort of in that early hustle like selling tickets to play shows and you know something like summer slaughter and that was probably like the best summer slaughter ever because it was like necrophages Suffo, uh, yeah, like basically, yeah. like, yeah. If there's any summer slaughter to go to, that was the one. So yeah, getting to open up on that one was really cool. I remember I uh, blew up Eric's bass amp because he, uh, you guys played right before us, and I was like, dude, Eric, my, I don't, for some reason, I think I was being lazy, and I was like, do you mind if I like play out of your bass amp, dude? And he's just all he's totally, like, yeah, like, yeah, sure, dude, <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's playing, and I just look back, and just the 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 RMS peak light is just red the whole time, and I'm like. And it's like the volume's not even like on the quarter. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So ended up having to go... yeah, yeah. No, it was just, I didn't even fuck with anything, but I think something went wrong that show, but that was the first show where I was like, Oh, look, I've watched you guys that set. And I was like, Holy fuck. This band is like real deal material. The actual, my favorite time that I, you know, around that time where I actually was like starting to listen to you guys was you guys filled in for us. We fell off the Vader tour for a few shows and you played Ramona. You remember that oh, Ramona Expressway, that windy yeah. ass mountain. That was a cool a, venue, though. That was a that really was cool, cool venue. It was like an old Kitty drive, cool venue. Yeah, yeah. I know where the fuck is Ramona. I just showed up there ah. via GPS. Yeah, that I was uh, cool. Joe Troutman because he used to he was the one that used to do all the shows at the Jumping <laughs> Turtle, and then he moved to the Ramona Expressway. It was just a really cool place, but man, like getting out there was like and those people. Do you remember um back in the back parking lot? Um Warbringer played that show and they got mm-hmm. jumped. They got by just like locals that were just, hey, we want to fight you guys. And they just beat them up and then walked, kept walking. And they're all bloody. Warbringer, huh? We're trying to bring some war. What's up? (laughs) Bringing the war, bro. Throwing hands. Yeah. Now that was, I remember that's when I was like, I think, I think you guys might have just released your first album, but I was like, dude, this band is fucking for real. Like I didn't, you know, I was, you know, you get a million demos every fucking tour you ever do. You don't really, you know, you're like, fucking cool, man. I'm glad you, you know, having fun playing music. Yeah. 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 I definitely got to give a thank you to Obi, man. Like, like he was so instrumental in like us getting hooked up and talking with Eric because, you know, we had a demo and it was just, you know, what we had at the time. And he was just like, yeah, man, cool. I'll give it to Eric. And, you know, that sort of, you know, he was the one to kind of introduce us and got us in that door because, dude, Eric gets demo submissions or, you know, all the time he did. So, yeah, like having someone who was cool with them you know, kind of make him aware of us. And then from there, we just started bugging the piss out of him. Just, Hey, you know, we got a new demo, you know, cause he was like, this demo would be good if you guys just tightened it up. So that's when we were like, yeah, our drummer has got to go. I got a guy. 
let's just do what we need to do to, you know, I remember when we did that demo before reflections, the one that got assigned, I was like, this is the last demo we're ever going to do. I'm, I'm not going to keep doing demos anymore. Like yeah. this is the one that's going to do it. It's do or die. Yeah. We just all like went as hard as we could on it. So luckily it's awesome, man. That's the one that happened. Oh yeah, dude. But yeah. Obi, you rock. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Obi will be coming back uh, eventually. Well, I would love to have him back on. Um, so the severed tour just want to let's let's think of just one favorite and worst memory of fucking <laughs> the severed tour right now i don't know i it's funny like one of my favorite memories of that tour was just getting to hang out and play pool every show that's uh, yeah that I was like seeing yeah. a table seeing a table at the gig i was yeah. like right yeah anytime there was a venue and we Mike saw and that we're gonna have yeah. have some time because yeah, yeah it's, as soon as we saw the table we're like okay us three at yeah. least us three are going to get something going and then eventually people will come in and out of the table. But yeah, dude, it was all about pool, dude, on that. Table. Yeah. Cause I like just got super hardcore into it at that time. And then when I met Mike and he was like, yeah, oh yeah, I play pool. And he was like serious, like had like a friggin', uh, like a, what was it like a, a mess queue or something? He had the same queue that Mika Eminem had and yeah, like he toured his, own... With his own queue, bro. Yeah, he was yeah. just like, like he basically taught me like all the fundamentals that I needed to know. And like Oleg was super into it too. He actually, I think, oh, yeah. I think, I think Mike let him borrow one of his cues after the tour because Oleg got pretty hardcore into it too. So yeah, that that was fun. Just it's funny. It was like, yeah, we're going to the venue. Do they have a pool table? All right, cool. Let's play. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah. So Ivan, what about uh, New Orleans, dude? Go. <laughs> what happened in New Orleans? <laughs> I, i've heard the story a million times about like oh yeah, yeah dude we gotta do the <laughs> noah story bro okay so wait we're let's think let's think about this we're all showing story though what's that or is, or is it uh do i have to keep it uh keep pg-13 <laughs> uh i'm trying to remember what parts of it if there's anything that i would think well, well, i think you do we can go i think we can <laughs> let loose on this one we can let loose on it yeah yeah, just leave out what you you know. Don't don't get canceled or anything. But leave. No fuck, I'll get canceled. So so we show up in Nola at what ten o'clock in the morning. Well, the best part about it is that uh, fuck, dude. Uh, Murray was uh, my enabler. I love Murray, man. That guy, that guy's a shit, and he fucking uh, he went crazy with us. But didn't he almost uh, fight somebody know. outside of the venue? Huh. So yeah, that's fast. That's that's way ahead. We're talking about 10 a.m. right now. Yeah, we got the early. You know, well, fuck, dude. We, to be honest, man, um, it's pre-lunch, no and, doubt. Uh, and everybody had, had been to New Orleans probably what two times before that. So this was our probably our third time in New Orleans, right, Craig? Uh, can't remember. Yeah, we, we were there with our Angel tour. We yeah. we were there on on the Cannibal tour. I think we were there on the. Black Dolly tour too. Probably, yeah, dude. I don't think so. I don't think on that one. I think that was no that that was mainly. uh, I think that was mainly East Coast, like kind of like mid mid America, East Coast, like New York, and so at least at least third time in 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 New Orleans. So you'd think you'd be seasoned by then? No, you'd never seasoned back in New Orleans. (laughs) Every time you show up, there's just like some crazy storm. And just like i remember yeah. uh like the first time that we were there it was just pouring rain and hot 
because it was yeah. around like the summertime swampy area yeah, yeah it was just like pouring rain and it was like 104 degrees out and i remember i was wearing a sweater at the time and i was just like this is a bad idea <laughs> your body's like what do i do because <laughs> it'll put my hood on so i'm not soaking wet so. yeah, it was always horrible weather out there like i remember uh one time i think after the show we played with exhumed we were like just loading up our gear and then it started pouring rain and we, we started to like go on the overpass to like, or get on the freeway to start going to the next show. And the van just stopped like halfway going up the hill. It was just like, mm, nope. Cause uh, for some reason, the van that we had when it was pouring rain, our van would just turn off. So we're just like on this hill and it's like shaking and there's like thunder and all this crazy stuff. And it just, you didn't get the waterproof van. Dun, dun. No, I don't know why. <laughs> Like we just got that van too. And like somehow we're able to get it started and we like pulled off and like slept in front of like a UPS or something. We're just like, well, we're going to have to wait until the rain stops and then just like hammer it out to, I think it was Florida was the next show after that. So we weren't too far. But yeah. Whether it was horrible. sure. So, all right. Back to the new Orleans story. Cause we got to spit this one out, dude. It was a wild day, dude. I got it. it it's um, got the early and, uh, we knew we we're gonna fucking party, right? So, so we. Uh, I wanted to drink Everclear. I'd never drank it before, so yeah, I was like, "This so the, the, bar." There's these fucking things that they have in New Orleans, man. They're called the, they're called hand grenades, and so it, it looked it, it's a fucking cup, and it's shaped like a little grenade, right? Yeah, it's like one of those like fucking Vegas like long neck loose bone grenade. things. It's a little grenade, but it's got a it's got a it's got a. But fucking. the ones that we were getting were really they were only like it's like this eight, like eight inches. So they, they pour some Everclear and they pour ice and some lime juice and whatever the fuck else is in that shit. It's mostly yeah, Everclear, right. So we start That's pounding right. those at like what eleven in the morning. Yeah, dude. <laughs> eleven. And so if, you, if everybody's imagining those, those Vegas things, you get past the, the neck and my face was already numb, dude, on the first one. Right. Just past the neck. I didn't even get to the base that looked like the grenade. Are you talking about those, those giant, looks like a giant like bomb. The moose yeah, but it wasn't giant. Like moose bone. Like those, the Vegas ones are the giant ones. Like all the chicks walk around like, oh, I got yeah, margaritas yeah. in mine. And it's really just mostly fucking sugar and ice. No, these are fucking... Like the real deal, ever clear fucking we're we're gonna beat your fucking ass with a cocktail. Yeah. In this little fucking thing, and you, you get the narrow neck down and you're like, okay, wait, why is my face numb? I've never had alcohol numb my face. All right, so cocaine yeah. in it. So we're we're sipping on those and we're walking up Bourbon Street and it's fucking hot, it's humid, it smells pretty funky. We've got uh homeboy with us that was selling merch for you guys. James, shout Ooh. out James Searcy. Yep. He's wearing uh booty shorts and a fucking <laughs> we bought him a we bought him a pink booty short outfit. What did it say on his butt, dude? That's what that's said, what I'm yeah. trying to remember. It says something, I don't know, like juicy or something like that. Who that? Who that? Nice, dude. I do remember that. So we had him walking around in a pink fucking booty short outfit. And we're walking up Bourbon Street. I wanted to see some voodoo. And then the strip the strip clubs come up and then uh everybody's kind of scattering into those. Yep. Jared and I and uh 
Jared, I, and maybe I shouldn't say names. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can still, we can leave certain parts of that out because really I had to pull, okay, let's fast forward. I had to pull you guys all out of that fucking place because it's like, dude, we're going to fucking play a show soon. We got yeah. like a couple hours. We got to be at the venue. All right, everybody's fucking hammered off a crazy day in NOLA. Use your imagination, people. And then we get to the fucking venue and what happens? We show up, we're shit-faced, and, and the lady's like, do I need to shut this shit down? Yep. Like, the owner is literally like, do we need to just not even do this show tonight? Yeah, I was going to say, wasn't there some drama with the owner or, like, something? Yeah, I got punched in the face. <laughs> Long story short, I haven't got punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, Murray so probably choked end. somebody out. <laughs> so... <laughs> no, we're... uh. Yeah, everybody's not sure at least four sheets to the wind, <laughs> and there's a bar, and the chupacabra decides he can grab a bottle. It, a bottle's within reach from behind the bar, and he oh. just grabs it and starts pouring himself a drink. That's right. And then he got kicked out. Yeah, but it wasn't just kicked out. It was we're gonna all have a like a looney tunes fucking scramble where you see the fucking <laughs> cloud of smoke and arms flying and shit and and then yeah the chupacabra got punched in the face and couldn't play that night dude oh. but was that like so a gun pull or something well you're fast forwarding again oh, yeah we're taking we, we got we got we got to fast this forward a little bit it's been 15 <laughs> minutes in the same story we all right i'm sorry it. dude so yeah <laughs> We fucking go through that show. Uh, Ivan couldn't play that night, but then we're loading out that night and and there's a guy who pulls up in a fucking, like a Lincoln and he's trying to get past us in an alley. It's an alley, so he can't get around. We got the vans. It's like two o'clock in the morning and people have words and the next thing you know, this dude pulls out a gun from his, his uh, trunk and he starts pointing it at Murray and Murray's just like, you know, doing his Murray thing, like, what's up, dude? Like, he, he's not backing down, you know? And he's the guy's on the phone with the police, like, I'm being surrounded by a bunch of people. I, I you know, I'm going to use force if I need to, and all this shit. And we're just like, dude, we're just trying to like move our gear out and get out of here, dude. We've had a fucking wild day. Everybody, half of us are fucking dead right now. Yeah, basically. I remember that, that was a fun one loading out because it was just me and me and Alex were the only ones who were you know, basically like able to load up our stuff. I remember everyone's like passed out like, hey, fuckers, wake up. It's time to load up. And it was like me and Ivan or not me and Ivan, me and Alex trying to carry Ivan's base amp, which is like 500 pounds. And we're just like, fuck, sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then you have that fucking dude going off and you're just like, dude, we just want to get out of this place. The voodoo's too much, dude. We got too much voodoo today. We need to get the fuck out of here. I've gotten a gun pulled on me there too. It's just a, it's a crazy place. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Just, uh, that should be their slogan new orleans you might get shot <laughs> yeah it's like all fun in the beginning you see a bunch of strip clubs they have all those moose bone grenade things you're drinking them and then you go to yeah go to strip clubs and blah 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 and then you make friends and then they turn out to not to be your friends <laughs> and then they want to like rob you <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's like my experience with new orleans like like uh letting my california i was my california was too far showing and they took that as like oh let's fucking follow these guys around and be their bros and uh yeah you're too accepting yeah it's all good 
Actually, no, he pulled a gun at me and I gave him a hug and was like, you don't want to do that, man. I love you, man. And then he just like got in a cab and left. He killed him with <laughs> it was kindness. Like the, yeah. Random interaction, dude. It was. It was. Yeah. The whole. Yeah. Bunch of shit happened. Anyways. So back on the. So after that tour. Story then, right? What's that? So we can't tell the real story then, right? Of well, you, uh, your story? Yeah. What happened that night? All right. Let's hear the uncensored. Let's hear it, dude. Oh, I wanted uh, to hear your side. We'll let everybody else figure it out. Fuck it. <laughs> he shit his pants. Yeah, I shit. <laughs> hey, hey, that's that's the that's the best case scenario. <laughs> That'd be the cleanest scenario. Yeah. So what's next? Yeah. Uh, so what is next? After that so, tour, that was pretty much it for me. That was I it for you and Archaic. Yeah, I, uh, it was like a little after that. Uh, we were just kind of like I think we might have been working on some stuff. And then uh, I just kind of got to the point where I was just like, yeah, touring's not really, yeah, not really, not really working out anymore. It was just, you know, it was, it was like a really hard decision to make. Cause it's like, you know, you put so much work into being in a band and doing all that stuff, but it was just like one of those the things payoff where, wasn't, wasn't happening. Yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, that road decision, like, do I just keep doing this or do I want to like, try to like have stable income and, you know, cause I, I mean, doing music was never going to go away. And I think they had this, thought where maybe i was just gonna quit music or something but if anything it kind of allowed me to do more music because at the time uh, i was still in deeds and we were kind of working on portal or not not portals we were starting to work on nucleus and eric was like because he had tendonitis issues so he was like hey i'm gonna need you to record a little bit more guitar on this album like which i actually ended up you know recording the guitar just because uh you know his he was having hand issues it was just kind of hard like you know he's still wrote stuff but it was just like because on portals he recorded all the riffs you know i recorded or i recorded all my solos and wrote all my like second guitar harmonies but he recorded everything on portals so this was kind of my way of like all right well if i can help out in any way then you know i'll do that so invested in a home studio and just started doing that and that's kind of how i started doing my solo project thing just because uh now that i had the ability to record whenever i was like well now i can work on music whenever i want so if anything, it kind of allowed me to pursue more different things, you know, stuff that maybe I would have wanted to do in, in bands before musically, like, you know, incorporating a lot of orchestral stuff and certain elements that maybe, you know, you know how it is when you're in a band and like you have a certain sound, you're like, you don't really, really want to screw that up. So it's like, well, I'll just do a side thing and just get as weird as I want. But That's what I mean, you're one of the people that actually took, you know, your experience in music and metal and stuff like that and didn't like pull a joel which is like get a a fucking tie job you were like no i'm gonna keep doing music i'm gonna find a way to make this happen and and you're, you're you know working for companies and stuff like that with like plugins and and well you know all this crazy stuff now that you're you're making videos for and they're like super professional videos oh thank and, you and yeah well no, i mean awesome. i was still i was still you know like for the longest time working just warehouse jobs you know like forklift mm -hmm. driving and all that order picking working in warehouses like that's what i was always kind of doing for the longest time and even every time we'd have a tour like all right well i gotta quit and you know but it's like i always had that thing like i don't want to keep working warehouse jobs all the time like i want to be doing something with music or music companies or something like you know the whole getting into virtual instruments thing that was just kind of like you know because i love like film composers and film scores and stuff like orchestral music it's like one of my you know favorite things aside from any kind of metal stuff like i grew up liking liking classical music so 
uh, it just kind of allowed me to like, oh man, like you can have all these cool instruments, you know, like a full orchestra at your fingertips, you know? So I got really into that and somehow steered it in a way to where I started working for sound iron, which is the company that I work for now that makes virtual instruments. And it was just kind of like, you know, finally I have a job that I love and get to, you know, meet cool people and do cool stuff. And it's like, you know, super just, you know, glad that that happened. So, and you, so, you, you mentioned you were doing your own podcast for that company too, right? What's what, where can anybody find that one? Uh, it's just a sound iron podcast. It's on like all the different uh, podcast platforms, Spotify and Apple podcast. We also have some on the YouTube channel. I'm planning to do more. Uh, I used to do a lot more like in the studio type stuff where I'd go to film composers houses and like film them doing their thing and showing how they use our products in their scores and stuff like, uh, you know, dudes who do, you know, film, film scores, Netflix stuff, video games, all that kind of thing. So it's like all stuff that I love. So I get to like go there and pick their brain and see their studio and how they work. And so it's, it's really cool because like, that's the kind of stuff I would want to watch. So I get to kind of like, you know, create that content. I remember telling them like, the idea like hey let's go you know film film these guys and show what they do and so it's kind of cool because they get to pick their brain and it's for work so it's kind of a that's awesome man i'm a two-way so oh, yeah we've had a couple uh, yesterday and today with nucleus i i think i've uh listened to it twice to almost three times now yeah. um the soundscapes in between all the songs is that you yeah, like the the intro, the outro, mm-hmm. and like yeah, basically any of the like orchestral sound design type stuff. It's like it's epic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah like I was because like when I remember when me and Eric first started talking about Nucleus, like he was like, yeah, I wanted to be kind of a continuation, and he was kind of describing the atmosphere, like just like imagine this like aftermath of this you know crazy battle and you know this planet's destroyed and just frozen bodies flying in in space, and I was just like as he was telling me this, I was just kind of imagining like if this was the beginning of a movie and it faded in and just showed this like aftermath of this like apocalyptic space battle, like what would it sound like? So um, some of the people who listened to the end of portals into nucleus might catch some of the like musical motifs. Cause I tried to like connect them together musically with some of the themes mm-hmm. and uh, sick. I wanted it to be musically connecting like certain characters have certain like musical themes and stuff like that. So it, it, I mean, while there is like a ton of just like insane technical death metal type riffing stuff, like there's a lot of melodic aspects and stuff that Eric was super down to let me infuse. Cause he was like, I like what you do. Like, don't hold back. Don't think you have to write stuff that sounds like deeds. Like I want you to do what you do. Cause I really like what you do. So don't feel like you need to write like another mark of the legion even though if we did i'm sure people would be stoked you know but like one of the things you always want to do is like push it you don't always want it to be something that you've already done i think mm-hmm. that's just kind of pointless to do and i think for fans it's funny you'll see like comments where some are like oh this is cool it sounds like deeds but kind of in a different direction or some will be like oh you know it's not trading pieces this is bullshit and it and that's fine you know like everyone's going to have those albums that they hold on to but i think for for anyone who's in a band they know that like just trying to write the same old thing and and not pushing it a little bit or doing something different if you want to it's kind of sucks so it's like i mean there's a reason why eric brought you in the band it's you know you have a lot to you know say on your guitar there's not just you know you're not just gonna be you're not gonna be doing that kind of riffing you're gonna be kind of more painting a more 
a broader picture with your solos and with your your harmony and with your melody and stuff like that which i hear you know i listened to it today for the first time um and i've listened to you know portals and stuff like that you bring kind of like that dark kind of like you know the arpeggio like kind of like if there's a feeling into it too that's yours that is yours that you've brought to deeds of flesh and it's kind of added some a new element to it that's kind of like spiced it up a little bit that you know before they're i'm not saying they hit a wall um for where they were but you kind of added this like fresh you know you might look at vital remains you look at dechristianize we were just talking about that earlier mm-hmm. um when suzuki came in and started sweeping on dechristianize you don't hear that on the old vital remains stuff you know at all it's yeah like, like there, there's some cool melodic stuff like on a um what, what's that album uh damn trying to uh, brain fart but like even some of the early stuff like there's some cool little like acoustic parts like underneath just distorted cold guitar darkness like, no um man. the blue cover one with the pentagram i think so yeah i can't remember the name of that one either but i know yeah. which one you're talking about but yeah just like you know he, he was always kind of i think like hinting that like even on of what's to come like i i at first that album for me as a deeds fan kind of threw me off a little bit because i heard unearthly invent and i was like whoa this is kind of like not the deeds that i know but i know eric was always wanting to just keep pushing it and Sean did a lot of cool solo stuff on there too. And I think he probably saw that me and Sean had little similar things and kind of the solo stuff that we did, like, you know, getting a little shreddy at times or a little bit melodic. So Have I, I want to talk to Sean recently. I don't, you know, no, I've, I've actually never, never talked with him. I just remember when oh, really? Eric hit me up, he was just like, yeah, Sean left the band. We're looking for another lead guitarist. Like he saw a, a video I did of me playing like archaic solos. And he was like, I really like your style. I think, you know, it'd be cool to bring you in, oh, which for God. me, I was like, what, you know, like, <laughs> you know, with deeds being like one of my favorite bands ever. And th- one of the reasons why we wanted to get on unique leader. So it was just kind of like, you know, but Sean was still in the band when, when you joined. No, he was, he was out. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah gotcha. Cause he was on the tour that we did. Yeah. 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 He had the Dimebag guitar. I remember he had, yeah, he was total shredder guy. I think it was after the whole bloodletting stuff and like, or like somehow like after of what's to come was done some, for some reason he just parted ways and yeah, definitely. Just to add to what you were saying earlier. um, I, I definitely with the time that I've had with the new album, I have noticed that, that the balance of having that deed style and adding the newer, newer style with your solos and like other riffs that aren't deeds necessarily you wouldn't find them in earlier deeds material, Mm -hmm. but there's enough. There's a, there's actually plenty of real deeds riffs in there and everything, just gluing everything together to where to me, it's, it's a, it's a, a, a good balance of, paying homage to the old while infusing progressing new, you know style so it's it, it, it to me I, I, ju- I just think it's a great homage dude oh awesome yeah that's that's cool to hear i mean because it's like you never know it's like when you're you know playing in a band that you grew up liking and now you're kind of a part of the writing process like you always hope people are going to like it but i just the you know i'm sure you guys know the more you keep putting on albums or writing stuff you just get to the point where you just don't care anymore like i mean you hope they like it but it's like when it comes down to the creative process it's like this is ours like we're gonna do what we want to do period mm-hmm. you know like i know that's where it should start always you yeah know, craig's, it's, it's for craig's now and craig's in the band now it's like it's, it's craig's part of the 
artistic development of it now and that's you know what's going to get added to it now that's just you know if you brought in muhammad you'll get some of uh, something necrophagist you kind of you know you'll get like you exactly you brought craig in craig's got you know his insane forte and in, like you know you're talking about like movie composing and epic and stuff like that and that's what you got and i fucking love it yeah because there was a little bit of that in portals like we uh we outsourced one of the instrumental tracks to some some it was someone else in another band and I guess he did some composing stuff for people. And I remember telling Eric, once I built a home studio, I was like, I want to do that. I want to do all that. I want to add more of those kind of elements. And like, I'll put some stuff in the pre-production see if you like it. And he was just like, yeah, it's killer. Let's do that. Like he was pretty much always for, for whatever ideas. So he was just like, if it sounds good, let's do it. So, cause I was like, cause when you hear the, when you see like the overall story from of what's to come portals and nucleus, like it's a three part trilogy. So it's like, you know, it's very cinematic. It could totally be some action sci-fi movie if, you know, done right. You know, so it's like I wanted to kind of approach it in a more cinematic way, but still kind of just, you know, you always want to kind of blend everything together in a way that works. Like, you know, especially with uh, the last track onward, like that was a song that was a straight up tribute to Eric, you know, yeah, like, kind yeah. of touching on his, you know, Nordic roots and just like a Viking. That one got me, off, you know. Yeah, I'll, like I'll admit it, it got yeah, me. Anthony dude. was Anthony texted us that he was I fucking I, I cried, dude. I cried listening to the end of that album, dude. I'll admit it right now. I don't give a fuck. It that's it, awesome. It was very emotional, dude. Yeah, like I I knew it was done right when like when I finally listened to it all the way through and I, I kind of got a little like teary eyed. I was just like, whoa, like that's it. I hope the yeah. band likes it, you know. And yeah, I send it yeah. out. Everyone was yeah. just like, you know, let's do it. You know, I got that true, same vibe, dude. True Viking send off, you know. That's what totally. I listened to it like two times today, at least two or three times, and that just it's so amazing, dude. Oh, thank I, you. I love it so much. That's um, awesome, uh, and I'm really glad to have been a part of it too. You know, yeah, yeah. Just, it's really you cool. know get through a little bit in there, you know, and and I I like how it came out with everybody you know it's just like listening to the whole thing i'm just like wow i can't believe that like this all got thrown this all not thrown together but like every it like really the process of getting this all together and it actually happened and here's the final product it was a yeah pretty epic experience for me to hear it for the first time you know because i had yeah. never heard the final mix you know mm -hmm. once i send you guys my shit i was it was just like okay we'll just wait until he's done with it and then hopefully yeah, i'll hear it when i hear it that he didn't he didn't show anybody the finished product he didn't show any anybody who had who had done uh guest vocals on the on the album anything else besides what what they had recorded on you know? yeah and i respect that as soon as i just wanted to hear it you know what it is it's my selfish thing i'm i'm like i just wanted to make sure that my levels were fucking good i don't want to come out fucking too loud or too quiet i just want to be if i if i can hear that i'm in the goldilocks zone then i'm good well you, you know, know? Zach, zach's working on it, so you know he's gonna help you out yeah totally yeah. totally yeah that, i was gonna mention that when we were where we were writing the shit like i think i had taken like the first three or four albums or whatever like i took a uh, training pieces and gradually melted or whatever and just like like put a put a playlist together of the first like first four recordings just try to listen to listen to it over and over and over and over again until it got stuck in my head and just like so i started so we could start writing riffs that were that were in that vein you know yeah a lot of the riffs that you wrote are pretty wild i just remember hearing i was like damn this is awesome and some of yeah. them are 
little bit of a pain in the ass to record. <laughs> but I was just like, I knew once it was done, it was going to sound, it was going to, you know, and those are like some of my favorite riffs, like especially on, on races can join, like some of the riffs on there are just like intense. Like that song is like, that song was intent to be intended to be like the sort of like climax of like the peak of the story. So it was intended to just be, it was actually longer. We actually took some stuff out of it. Yeah, we did. But it was like, it was like six, seven minutes or something like that. It was, it was really it was long. long. It was, it was meant to be, uh, it was me meant to be the, um, the sequel to, uh, the endurance from, uh, from reduced to ashes, you know, the last song. Yeah. Er Eric was always one of those, like, like I want to do like a no repeater album and I'd always have to kind of pull them back. Like, nah, dude, like we need yeah, to repeat some shit. You're right. Like, like there's no just too many riffs where it's just like, you have to bring it back. Like I always had to kind of like not restrain them, but like, you know, even Mike, Mike's the same way. Like we're songwriters, you know, at the end of the day, whether it's death metal or not, and like you always got to have those like structures that, you know, sometimes there's a heavy riff. You just got to bring it back at, you know, or else it's just like, Oh man, I wish they would have, you know, you ever had that where like, I wish they would have did that riff again. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah, and there, yeah. there was a. We, I remember uh, Craig and I were going through riffs like two or three months ago or whatever it was, trying to figure out who wrote what because this album's gone. Like we started writing this in like 2014. Yeah, right? you were and saying I was, that. I was calling Anthony that. Um, and there was there was a few riffs like, did, did Eric write that? Did I write that? Did you write that? Who who the fuck wrote that? Like, we, I think that we we're just trying to like write shit that yeah. was like vain and not not make it sound too weird you know like too too new or or anything that was like a, a, out of uh out of the style of what, what a deed riff should be i think yeah. that shows the level of uh both your egos if you're having that back and forth where because if you you either one of you were more egotistical you would have known exactly which riff you wrote you know well sometimes and like you have those like you know like yeah that's something I, or, or like i'll sometimes i'll know like yeah ivan wrote that like that you know because i just i know his style you know so i was like sometimes you know but there's times where we're just like wait i'm not sure <laughs> it just kind of like blends into the background yeah, yeah. five six years go by like it's yeah hard to tell yeah yeah, yeah i remember it was trying real hard to to make it sound like a deeds riff and not not anything else you know not, not not something that somebody could say hey well that that kind of sounds like you know like some other band or whatever and there's yeah. definitely elements of this album that really just takes me right back to yeah. that totally that it's still got Deeds that old feel, school exactly it's still got it you know it's still got yeah. that you we know got it's that, Deeds that still down on the new production that zach oren like christmas to it like we we're still trying to trying to write riffs that, that sounded still sounded crushing you know that it didn't didn't have any any kind of like weird shit to it yeah yeah i didn't get too off kilter from what deeds yeah. would normally do yeah yeah i think sure. my goal with the album was just to like i wanted it to be an album that was like like an amalgamation of all things deeds like old school you know like from like the beginning to portals and then like a little bit extra like something new too like new elements yeah but sort of, you know, like, like, because when I think of these, I think of those old, like, dun, 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 like, super drivey, double bass, like, snare marging, like, they're totally. ready for war sort of thing. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. that's what I always, like, yeah. and that's the kind of stuff I wanted to, you know, bring in to this album, because that's 
like the stuff of deeds that I loved, you know, just like, they just always would change or just like, or just lock into some driving groove. And like, I really wanted to bring some of those elements back because that's the kind of stuff that like, I used to always love seeing them play live. So how much was, uh, so, you know, obviously Eric, uh, you know, was a, a contributed huge contributor on this. How mm-hmm. much, like riff wise, do you think that are Eric's riffs? Because I know all you guys put stuff into this. Um, just because you know, it's you know the whole you know tragic passing of Eric. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where you know, I just want to know. You know, it's yeah, kind of like one of those. Far, it's kind far, of. A, far, I know what you're saying, Joe. A good, a good third. Yeah, good I was gonna third. say it's pretty much like yeah, like all three of us really kind of, you know, bounced a lot of stuff back and forth. Like some, I think some stuff might, you know, might be a little bit more than others. Like I know alien scourge was a special one for me because me and Eric basically wrote that over Skype. You know, we would just get on a Skype call and I'd have some ideas. He had some tabs and I would just be looking at him and like, he'd be like, Hey, I got this riff. It's just like, like it's a bunch of random notes. Like you do your theory thing and like make it sound cool. You know? So that's why there's some kind of like, like kind of more like shreddy arpeggio type, yeah. like darker melodic type things. Cause he would have these like, it'd just be these kind of like, you know, like chromatic sort of things. And he'd like, just do your thing and like make it sound cool. All right. All right. So I, when you're, when you're doing that, I'm, I'm thinking of that part. That's probably three, quarters of the way through alien scores where it's that crazy breakdown where it just constantly changing where just oh yeah yeah that, oh, that, dude, i that, fucking that, love that section dude yeah, that that whole song it's like it's pretty wild like i was kind of i wasn't sure about putting that out at first because i was like is this gonna like fly over people's heads no but a dude, lot of people I loved like, it dude yeah yeah and if you notice that 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 like a part of that riff is uh is the the intro riff to uh Thurial Ancestors. Uh, oh, the da 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 Yeah, there's like little little sneak peeks of stuff ah, in that song. I like yeah. that. I like Easter cool. eggs. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them in that record for sure. Oh, yeah. I'm curious to see if anyone finds them. All right. Was kind of- Actually, I was going to ask with the, the female voice in the intro. What is that? Is that sampled from what? That's Jacoby's oh, daughter. Oh, wow. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh. You're like, damn it, now no one's going to buy me a beer. <laughs> or no, I'm not going to buy anyone else a beer. <laughs> Cat's out of the bag. Yeah. That literally yeah, sounded yeah. like it was like sampled from like a, a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, there was I saw a comment on YouTube. Someone was like, is this an excerpt from like Resident Evil? I'm like, well, thanks, but no. <laughs> wow, dude. That's yeah, because awesome. yeah, the whole orchestral thing was was done. And then Jacoby had the idea of putting some like spoken voice over it. Like because it was supposed to be like this, you know, character years after all this stuff goes down kind of sort of kind of telling you the story a little bit so for anyone who hasn't heard portals or what's come it's sort of kind of you know if anyone who reads the lyrics or listens to it it's really sort of like a precursor to everything that's happened and kind of what's going to happen sort of thing so it's very mm-hmm. cinematic in that way nice okay. so during that um i mean this is where i'm kind of you know lost on um what actually the timeline was so not to bring up you know keep bringing this up but obviously you know rest in peace eric that you know that whole thing happened and that's probably mm-hmm. what kind of kicked off this album being pushed forward in uh, in a way right but you guys have already had kind of like where were you before any of that stuff happened 
were you guys still pushing forward for this album at a certain time or did it, what, did it stop or and then the, the tragedy happened and then after that kind of brought you guys together again or how, how did that work with nucleus nucleus you want to go for it evan yeah we were uh we were done recording actually so um yeah when eric passed away the whole recording process was pretty much done like drums were done guitars were done bass was done we were uh just waiting on vocals and lyrics basically uh, and, and yeah that's that was yeah. that, that all happened everything was all written everything was all recorded oh, wow so it was, it was, we were already yeah. getting some mixes back so yeah. we were at the point where we were like getting some test mixes and it was already sounding really good and we were just like you know eric all we need is for you to you know put your magic on it and you know uh he's a very he's a proud guy you know what i mean like he's not one of the, the kind of person to tell you he's sick he'll just be like nah, i'm good it's all good you know so th there was a time where we just we, we weren't really sure what was going to happen and then i just remember when i got the news mike called me i was just like like it was a complete shocker i was just like yeah dude i you know i thought he was on the up sort of thing and yeah yeah so it was pretty you know devastating blow to the you know just to everyone and you know so of course you have that sort of you're not really sure like are we going to finish it and you know luckily you know jacoby and mike you know i'm so glad that they were able to to come back in and and just be a part of it you know mike i love that dude jacoby yeah. he he jacoby really stepped up for this yeah, album he, and he sounds the best he's ever sounded he was dude. just like dude what do we got to do let's get it done like he really like he made a lot of the like well, it's so fucking awesome man, for sure yeah. no so. he was you know he was i thought he was done with you know doing any kind of vocals you know he just kind of was retired was jacoby from in, yeah. in my brain you know and to hear him come back like this i'm like holy shit he's boy yeah. still got it you know <laughs> like yeah I, yeah I feel like i feel like the way it, it all happened and was done was like the way it's supposed to happen like yeah. even even yeah. after like you know when you know the unfortunate news of eric it was just like i was just like man like well you know the idea of having a lot of guest vocals come on or guest vocals come on and sort of like you know put their stamp on certain tracks just to kind of pay tribute to eric like all dudes he toured with guys you know having luke lemay is like one of his favorite singers yeah. like there's a gorgut's cover on portals you know what i mean so like that's one of his like i, I, I wish idea. i wish i could like sit in a room with him and just have him listen to that song just mm, to see fuck yeah it'd be probably like i'll oh, do this killer <laughs> such yeah. a good fucking idea though just getting all the like when I heard that it was going to be, you know, because obviously it's kind of like a tribute album all of a sudden, you know, went mm -hmm. from like an album to a tribute album, just bringing out all the heavy hitters and all his friends and all this stuff. Yeah, heroes like, and I was friends, like, damn, dude. you guys, this is the perfect way. Like, if you know, if I were to ever go, that would be fucking amazing, you know, to, yeah. to you know, to have but any just, idea of that. Yeah, but also having Jacoby at the core of it, I think like, I don't think it would have worked any other way if we just no. had someone who like sounded like Eric, like having yeah. Jacoby and just like his connection just with hold Eric, it all like, together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. it, yeah, totally. it, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. I really feel. And I'm yeah. so glad it's done. Like, yeah, it, dude, at the end there, I, I was just ready for this album to just sit on the shelf, you know, but when, when, uh, when we heard that Jacoby was wanted to come back and do some vocals, man, it was, it was really the only way to do it. Yeah. yeah. As much as COVID sucks, this album yeah. probably wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for it. Yeah, like, like we could have gotten anybody to fill in on vocals. Doesn't matter who it would have been, but it, it wouldn't have been the same thing as it wouldn't have been right. Like you could get, you know, John Gallagher or Frank Mullen or whatever. Yeah. It still wouldn't have been right, yeah. you know? Yeah. 
Like, just, totally. like, cause no, I remember when I actually made you feel like, all right, well maybe, maybe it's a, maybe it's a good thing that this, this gets put, put out and it doesn't seem like we were trying to cash in or on it or something, you know? It, it's, yeah. No, totally. It's a, it's a, just a legit tribute, man. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like, like, how, like, how can we pay tribute to him in as much way as possible with the fact that, you know, he wasn't able to, you know, get in on it. And there, there is elements of Eric in in the album a lot of them yeah yeah there, there's plenty of riffs there's yeah dude his influence is on this album for sure yeah like you know like his influence musically like you know just what he's kind of you know like i don't think a lot of us would sort of be where we are if it wasn't for eric exactly like he you said the golden era of unique leader like times what you got it what, what you got into yeah. and yeah. that's eric and mike you know pretty much yeah like his influence on just like the scene and picking bands and just like what they did as a band like the bands that they helped kind of bring up you guys like it's just like you know it's just like crazy cyclical thing like group listening to these found unique leader like heard of you guys got influenced by you guys you guys get influenced by everyone else you know like like we all sort of like vibe off of each other and i think if it wasn't for what unique leader and eric did like who knows knows? the circle the circle of life that eric has brought upon us you know yeah dude man you know like i I almost think of like you know like i don't have any tattoos right now but Man, just a, a nucleus tattoo would yeah. be legit just because it's tribute. It's just a tribute <laughs> mm-hmm. to, you know, a, a dude that brought, you know, was Casey, Anthony, everyone, like, has, you know, been a father figure when we were, you know, for, for band-wise, like, basically brought us under his wing, him and Mike, and just were yeah. like, hey, this is a, here's your first real tour. This mm-hmm. is how you conduct yourself. This is what you do. This is how you do it. Oh, when you run into this, this is what the turn that you make. Kind of like thing. Those, those two were you know, instrumental and making me one, you know, comfortable on the road and two wanting to do more tours, you know, like they basically gave, put the groundwork down for us to kind of like to be successful and whatever success means in technical death metal, but still, you know, we still made it happen. We still did a lot. Um, and they, you know, helped us all through it. That was, that was all, I would say like 85% was them helping us and showing us the ropes, you know, that was, Yeah, he gave yeah. us a lot of cool Respect. opportunities. You know, like the, totally. like the Cannibal tour is basically a, a tour that Deeds turned down. And he's like, well, I got this band. And then he gave our stuff to Alex. And Alex was like, oh, this is awesome. Let's take him out. So it's like, that wouldn't have happened totally. if it wasn't for him. And that was like the dream tour I was, you know, wanted to do. Like touring with the band that kind of got you into it. And then having still, I'm still Corpse Grinder and having Corpse Grinder yeah. sing on, on a song, like it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's crazy to like, you know, it's someone so who cool. I, I grew up listening to is now like singing on on a song that we are a part of writing it's just, yeah dude it's a trip that's gotta yeah. be a fucking killer feeling dude yeah that's frank awesome, and like you know luke lemay like frank it's funny like I, I didn't hear about the frank uh being on there until like the yeah, last dude. minute i was just like i was listening to the song and i was like wait hold up like my hand, just, <laughs> my hand instantly wanted to start doing this it's <laughs> like oh that's why and I was just like, oh, hell yeah, that's man. awesome. It was like, it was like one of those, like, we're, I'm not sure if it's going to happen, but it might. And then I heard the track and I was like, oh, hell yeah, that's badass. Fuck yeah. I got Classic. this old footage to put on real quick. It's like super fast. Um, but it means a lot to me because the first time we were like hanging out, these dudes. Oh, yeah. This tour and uh, this I was is filming like... this in, uh, yeah, 2006. Yeah. yeah this it's just really Mike quick. and stuff. But I like walked in and then Eric was selling merch. And it was- I-, I was filming this on this old camcorder, like 
<laughs> you know, fucking whatever it was. Hey, you. Hey, live in Montreal. Hey, are you Mike Hamilton? That's a nice fancy Are you Mike Hamilton? No, that's not me. Nope. After this tour, I'm no longer Mike Hamilton. <laughs> Working man Joe. Put in hard wood flooring. <laughs> Check out the crowd, though. Don't yeah, dude. Yeah, that's fucking chill right there. Yeah. It's like in uh, Toronto. Uh, 15 or 20 choices yours like you know a lot of this stuff can like how much you sell them for in america uh well, <laughs> he's getting right business now, deals there's <laughs> 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 yeah. lance, uh, lance. Wow. Yeah. rolled his own cigarettes yeah. <laughs> anyways that was that old uh that yeah old, that was uh that show was because we you know we had some shows where attendance wasn't so good and we went to east coast and then it was good and then hit up uh uh canada and it was fucking amazing man and yeah dude it was kind of where we were reminiscing and running into mike and mike was all dude here we go this is what we're all about Let's, you know he was so excited and stuff and um yeah just that's you know it's sad the whole the whole situation sad but uh he brought so much life from you know from what he did and yeah he, bands he are left still his mark for sure totally inspired That's, a ton yeah he's his, you know the last four letters of his name is mark so i mean <laughs> no he definitely is one of the uh most important people in technical death metal and, and just metal and, and death metal in general like I, he's one of the 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 kings up there that's really you know unsung heroes of bringing all these bands out and you know you got all these labels like artisan era and all stuff bringing out these new bands and stuff which is cool i love it um but that all spawns from that what you like the you know unique leader era kind of stuff and it's kind of just branched off into this thing and it's mostly you know eric is a lot pretty he much had a lot he had a big hand in all that and yeah exactly and that's that's pretty much all eric that. so. while we're while we're uh you know paying tribute i thought it would be worth mentioning sean malone right now oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. r.i.p he was a huge R. influence R. on on technical death metal as well yeah. And he was like a bass player's bass player. I was like trying to think yeah. of the best way to describe it. And that was like the best way I could think of it. Um, so For me, he's song. a vocalist bass player too. He's like my favorite fucking bass player, dude. Like yeah. that rhythm section now, I mean, RIP Sean Reiner as well. It's like, dude, the the greatest rhythm section is now yeah. passed on, dude. Well, and they're jamming up there, dude. Like, Yeah, yeah. Neil yeah. Pert and stuff. They're up there, up there with too. Chuck. But... <laughs> yeah yep. no i was uh me and trevor and casey actually were all i was in san diego and neil pert passed away um the day we were gonna go see tool in uh, san diego um and that was just like a huge blow like pro progressive prog dork blow for like me i was just like what like finding out that you know neil pert died while we're eating lunch i remember me and casey and, and trevor and we're about to go see uh tool that night and and uh and Danny Carey did a tool fucking or I'm sorry, a rush fucking drum solo. And I'm just getting all like teary died and shit. And just like it's been a, a tough year in general, but a tough year for Prague, man. Yeah, like, that shit has really taken a hit this year. But, yeah. you know, it lives on. It lives on. But. Yeah, it, it's it is definitely left awake that it'll it'll live on for a long time. dude. Yeah, yeah. Damn. All three of those artists we're talking about. For sure. So, I mean, uh, uh, do you guys have any, like, Craig? I know what's uh, what's uh, my brain devoid of uh, destroying, destroying the devoid, destroying the void. Um, is there any plans to do anything with that, or are you? Uh, I I have a second album that I've been working on. Um, yeah, the first one was awesome, by the way. I love. Oh, thank it. you, 
finger. Yeah. yeah. Like the I have maybe like three and a half songs and just like a bunch of riffs and stuff. It's just like what I'm planning to do with this next one. Cause I mean, it's just me in the, in the project. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Programming all everything and writing everything. And like, I, I, I'm, it's a little bit kind of, um, you know, ambitious for what I'm trying to do. Like, I want to go like full on like symphonic, you know, like all of the elements of the orchestra and like synth and weird shit and just like kind of, you know, like the whole thing about this project, like even like on the, on the paramnesia, you know, there's clean singing on it, which for me, yeah. like I was never, you know, I did backup vocals, but I was never like a main singer. Uh, I never wrote lyrics. I wasn't that guy. Like even like writing a whole song, like uh, sirens and electric veils part two, on metamorph condition was like the first song i ever wrote all the way through and i was like whoa like yeah know, like that was kind of a big thing for me because usually you always have that like you have enough riffs just to kind of mash up with someone else's riffs enough to make a song so uh you know doing doing that album was kind of a challenge for myself like can i like program everything and record everything do vocals write lyrics you know basically everything up until mixing and mastering and so um, you have a plan you have a plan for the, something to be released or Yeah, it's a it's a concept album. I put out one single so far that's kind of a, just a little bit to kind of tease sort of where it's coming or where it's going and a lot of it's super it's it's a lot more guitar busy um kind yeah. of bringing in some of my older roots of that more like dark techie elements at times, but I want it to be kind of like a a mix up of like super epic and orchestral but just dark at the same time. The core of it, I want it to just be like really dark and just fuck yeah you know so um I, I have some ideas for some other people want to bring in like i want to um like i was talking to ivan about getting him to play bass on it i want to get uh, i was talking oh, with yeah. gabe, gabe about maybe playing drums on it i want to like bring in other musicians this time i don't want it to just be me with program drums like i want to bring in guys who i know that are cool or are good musicians or you know possibly even another person to do most of the vocals because i was like i i did that sort of challenge of okay i did it myself now i want to like collaborate a little bit more on the next one totally. so that's kind of the goal we should get a a new band started with only like it's got to be ivan and like gabe sieber like people that you have to be in like a like 15 bands if you can be in 15 <laughs> bands then yeah. you can start this new band that's yeah. got to be like only people that have been at, you have to be in 15 bands so ivan gabe sieber who else do we have on like uh, <laughs> i think those are the two it's, there's gonna be like 12 drummers in there it's gonna be like one per spot like who's the vocalist? i guess i'm out that's the album gave yeah. in the house mike mike i guess riley we got uh, riley on vocals yeah yeah riley's yeah riley's been five or six bands but we need like 15 you know but uh <laughs> who's the no but um ivan I, ivan and gabe have that similar thing which we've brought up a billion times which is the 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 ability yeah. to learn things at a very fast rate you know like and yeah. and there's a there's a skill in that man i mean i mean gabe's trick of the trade is he literally gets an idea or gets a project and he just listens to it because remember we went to nam together uh, a couple years ago and he just he was going to play continuum with you ivan and uh i listened to that new fucking continuum the whole drive there and the whole drive back let's do it about 12 times I was like, he's all sorry, dude. I gotta like memorize it. I'm like, all right, well, you're driving, and I'm like, you're paying for fucking gas now. I think it was sick. I think it, the first four times, but yeah, if you can get to the point where you can just like air drum it and not necessarily totally. think about it, like then everything else is just kind of like polishing it and filling in the gaps. Like if you could just exactly. kind of like, like roughly sort of just like be able to instinctually kind of do it. Even guitar, like I remember like before I even started playing guitar, I didn't know what I was doing, but I would just try to like mimic it, like uh, 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 like just being able to like stop or 
sort of mimic the rhythms because I would listen to it so much. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I, this is kind of what I imagine it to be. Like, <laughs> Craig, sort of have, like you ever, have you ever judged people's air guitaring when they're like, they're air guitaring a song? You're like, oh, you're way off, dude. No, like, no, but <laughs> no, but Chuck Billy is the master at air oh, guitar. Really? Chuck nice. Billy's a testament. <laughs> He is the air guitar master. If like, like he gets I, on I, the right fret and everything, he's like, dude, he's like he's he he plays it like almost exactly like you'll see him like if he goes like if like he'll go up and like mimic it and like he has like like some crazy mic stand that's got lights and stuff like he's he's an air guitar G dude. So fucking Chuck Billy dude. Yeah, I can't speak for other ones, but I know Chuck Billy is the man when it comes to air guitar. That's dope. Yeah, dude. It's just like I'm a front man. I got. I, that's all I got is my voice. Yeah, he'd be like yada yada. Ivan, what do you got? Do you, is there any any future musical things you're talking about? And I know you have like like you know seven or nine kids. Like, are you thinking about maybe? Uh... <laughs> uh, I'm seven or twelve. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, besides doing our. Uh, yeah, Craig, Craig was talking to me about uh, doing the destroying the devoid shit. But uh, yeah, besides that, uh, doing the new, new archaic album. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, then Darren uh, tell me about Darren, that. Darren just hit me up about doing uh, the new Eschaton album. Nice. Fucking weird and crazy and shit. Uh, that's it. Uh, you writing uh, any of your own shit that's yeah, just like got, miscellaneous got another, stuff? Uh, got another Gorgram project that I'm uh, going to be doing soon got a bunch of songs dude let's start a regular grind i don't want to do gore grind but let's do regular grind, do gore grind or porn grind otherwise i don't want to be involved <laughs> all right then i'm out dude right. i'm out fuck it. i'm out fuck it he's all fuck it you're out then fuck you the dance <laughs> over it's over before it I'm even started out of this piece dude yeah uh, otherwise it's uh fuck the facts and i don't want to fuck those facts <laughs> You know what's funny is that uh he's talking about grind right now. He told me to watch this documentary on grind. You motherfucker. And and the fucking main one of the main interviewers was the singer of Fuck the Facts. And I was just oh, laughing. Shit. Anytime she came on, I just started laughing thinking about you the whole time. Yeah. I was like, I thought you were just <laughs> gonna come on and talk shit about grindcore again. I was gonna be like, fuck, I gotta I gotta debate this shit with you again, motherfucker. I don't want I'm not gonna get into fuck that. those facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's not up my alley, but uh Start talking about some Czech gore grinder, gore uh, grind. I'm down. No, oh, yeah. I'm out. So There's gonna be 23 bands that you're gonna be. In. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna fucking hit the 20. He's gotta hit that 20 mark. Yeah, he's gonna have to start his own super group. 20 bands <laughs> or less. Every year, it's like he's got. He's in 20 bands right now. For so when 2021 comes, he needs to join another band. Yeah, just keeps progressing into like every year. <laughs> one day, uh, one day, autopsy will uh, ask me to join them, and then, uh, then I'll only have two bands. There you go. <laughs> for the meantime, yeah. four or five or six or seven. Fuck yeah. But I, for every project, it's like how Chupacabras re, uh, reproduce. That's how many albums Ivan does, dude. <laughs> A new band is formed. <laughs> Ivan, should we, gonna, go oh, for it. we should no, put, go for it. Go for it. Are you sticking with Continuum for a while or? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have like, we did a tour. We, uh, record an album but i mean since the lockdown and all that shit like we have, I, fuck, we haven't done anything so there's no like talks of any other songwriting or anything like that no i got i got riffs written so does so does uh chase but we haven't put anything together you were gonna call him chance weren't you 
yes, I fucking like <laughs> Dude, I'll admit I get those mixed up too because we both know this, the same people, Chase yeah. and Chance. And, it's and then he like, would call Chance Chase, like Chase. Yeah, he's, he's like, what the fuck, man? So prime time. Prime. I saw, your, I saw yeah. your hesitation. Just call him, just call him dude. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, dude? What's up, dude? Oh, dude, that's that's such the best because I'm terrible with names. Yeah. Oh, dude, they're all like, Joel. What's up, Joel? How are you doing, Joel? I'm like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> like, shit. Like, I'm. He's like that one time we were in Texas and blah blah. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Hell yeah, yeah. dude. I'm like, what's what's that guy's name? Like, it's like Impractical <laughs> Jokers where they have to like convince that they know them and they've never met him in their life. Remember? Oh god, <laughs> old Pappy Joe's party. You're the guy you slapped the donkey. Remember him? <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. and then he went when people admit that it's like a i saw that funny jimmy kimmel sketch where they went to go to coachella and they're like dude are you here to check out uh lappy's fucking degangeler and they're like oh dude i like their first album like a uh, bubble <laughs> like they start going in about their discography like all these like hipsters with like their fucking weird clothes on they're like oh yeah you know but the new album you know i'm not really that into and stuff and like well i'm like they're just like and they're like okay cool dude. they just look just... at the camera like <laughs> <laughs> they're just lying just to be yeah. just to fit in you know it's like when someone asks you about a movie like have you seen that movie subconsciously you don't want them to hear you don't want them to say like what you haven't seen that movie so you lie and you're like yeah i've seen that movie like that's yeah that was a good movie the, the, with the guy in it like <laughs> the one with the dude that does the thing details yeah <laughs> then you get the guy you get the movie buff who starts to ask you the real questions and then you're it's fucked, like i dude. forget it's been a long time dude he's like well it came out this year it's like yeah well i mean you said you high. saw it though, right? Yeah, it was Glorgenberg, right? <laughs> yeah, Michael Bay directed it. Uh, no, he did not. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Well, fuck yeah, guys. Yeah. I think it's about that time. I think to... we should wrap it up because uh, I think we already talked that there's going to be a part three at some point in, this fu- in the future with all of you guys. So. Oh, damn. Yeah. We're going to try and work it out so we get the full fucking ban after a yeah, little bit. Bro. After the album's been out, yeah. <laughs> so again, the new deeds comes up tomorrow, officially. Tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. Nucleus. Yeah. Or today. If yeah, when everyone's watching this. it, it should be oh, today. today. Yeah. Well, East Coast is already out. today when okay, they yeah, watch yeah, totally. this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, on Spotify, it should be out right now because Spotify releases yeah. it at 9 a.m. Or 9 p.m. 9 p.m. I ordered uh, the t-shirt, but it didn't make it. I got, the t- I got the sweatshirt, dog. I was going to... No, it's not out yet on Spotify, but yeah, it'll be out soon tomorrow. It's on totally. YouTube, right? It's like the yeah. yeah. And this will be out on the YouTube, Apple podcasts tomorrow, the same day, which is today, tomorrow. It, we're, we're pre pods. So it's like, yeah. In a few <laughs> hours, it'll actually be tomorrow. So yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was so cool watching that, like, early stream of the album because it like shows each song who's singing on it and who does guest mm-hmm. vocals and like that was so cool for me just, that's a smart wow. that's uh, yeah it shows like a little really who's amazing. singing on it at the bottom yeah kind of yeah. like you're like oh shit like brings an excitement to each song on yeah. that youtube video like oh shit what, what the fuck luke lemay is on this song corpse Cries on you know that's a, that was yeah. a smart move yeah i think especially for everyone who saw all the guest vocalists that are on there just kind of like you're, yeah. you're left to your imagination like well, what's it going to sound like well what's the music going to sound like so there's just kind of like yeah you know i think and there's uh, some people that have no idea that there's a bunch of guests you know and they, and they see that video mm-hmm. and it's just like you're it's you know because i knew you had guests but i wasn't like i didn't have the list in front of me and then i saw luke mm-hmm. lemay and i was like i didn't know he was on this yeah. shit and immediately you know my fucking nerd death metal brain was like i need to 
break this shit down, you know? So yeah. it's going to be Matt, awesome, man. Matt, too. Not even just guest vocals. Matt, Matt Sotelo shredded on it on Nucleus. Yeah, he showed me, yeah. Oh, he did Definitely. a guest vocals on it, too? No, no, he did a guest solo at the end. A guest solo, yeah. yeah. Was that w- Which song was Matt on again? It was uh, Nucleus, the one that we did the music video for. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. that's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. You can see him playing at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. It was, was really was cool having him on there, too, because I know he's huge deeds fan and just oh man i yeah, grew yeah, up totally. listening to his stuff and you know so it was cool having him on there too and doing definitely this. yeah well dude. fuck yeah guys i Once mean again i was just gonna say i was really honored to be on that shit i'm glad that i oh yeah I anthony trapani was on that trapani a trap dropping it a trap was dropping some yeah. fucking a- rhymes a trap cali death podcast what's up uh <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, dude. No, it's finally. It's really cool that I finally get to be on something with you, Craig, and another thing with you, Ivan. Yeah, man. It's, Four it's projects, dude. And uh, maybe we'll resurrect. We'll we'll fucking keep beating on DK to get Carnivorous going for a twenty twenty two release, dude. Yeah, and you yeah. guys killed it on this new Deeds album. Like, oh, thanks, man. Nothing but respect, most definitely, man. dude. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I can't wait to blast it more. I've awesome, man. Like twice, which is so sick. You guys Thank paid you. homage to the le- the the legacy of deeds. Yeah, That's man. We just just try to. Ever since day one, it's just always was to try to make Eric proud. You know, like even yeah. like when he first asked me to join, I was like, I already had like <clears throat> stuff that was deeds riffs that I never got to use. Like stuff that I wrote that they would be like, "Hey, that sounds too deeds." So like, I remember like when Eric asked me, I was like, "Well, I already got some stuff ready to go." So it was always yeah, just to yeah. you know make him. Well, I think it. that Eric would be more than proud of this final product, yeah, dude. I yeah, think so too. It was yeah. a, an emotional roller coaster listening to it genuinely for me. And I think that yeah, a, a lot of people are catching that as well. So I think it's perfect, dude. Yeah, I think just, it's, the, oh, it's the best thing. Yeah, and just you guys, people enjoy it. Yeah. That's all yeah. you can hope. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, guys. All right, guys. Well, uh, this is end of episode nine and uh, episode 10. I think we're going to be doing an odious mortem episode if i'm not mistaken guys right yeah we got the old guys we finally yeah we're going to bring back everybody from we're going to bring back david siskin and fucking dan eggers and we're going to go down that fucking route and take you guys down that memory memory lane so (laughs) nice yeah dude fuck yeah I'm glad that you guys are sticking to it like it subscribe it do all that shit tell your friends Thanks for sticking with us. Fuck yeah, dude. Where can they get the new Deeds album and the new yeah. merch and all that? How can they support on the Deeds of Flesh? What is the website? Dot, what is uh, Deedsofflesh.metal.com and then uh, Indie Merge. You know, just go on there and anything you can do to support. Oh, the yeah. Band. And the live stream. Well, I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing. Well, as you watch this, it'll yeah, be. Yeah. If you watch it in the morning. Yeah. We're live streaming on our Facebook. We're going to be oh, just kind of listening to the record and just hanging out talking to people on, on what's the oh, pacific yeah. standard time uh, 4 p.m pacific time 4 p.m nice. on so friday friday december 11th yeah. yep so 4 p.m pacific we're gonna be doing a, a online live stream cd release hangout just listening to the songs and ask the questions when a fucking uh when a package of uh when fun. when digital downloads of the album nice maybe even a full bundle that's awesome dude lucky. Super. i already out. bought my full bundle i got my sweatshirt i got my t-shirt i got my 
Boom. Well, then you're not going to win it. <laughs> so, I'm going to try to win it again, and I'll throw the second bundle in the garbage. Uh, I'll, I'll do my own giveaway. How about that? <laughs> no, dude, just give it to <laughs> Trevor, dude. I'll just give it to Trevor. But uh, no, fuck yeah, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for coming on, yeah, dude. I really you appreciate fuck you guys yeah, showing. Yeah, this was time. awesome. Stick around for a second. Yeah, yeah. We'll say the real goodbye in a minute. But thanks to everybody who's checked it out and is here with us. We'll see you next time. Yeah.